Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Hey, what's up? What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? What is going on? What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Grace and peace to everybody out there right now who is joining us live. Welcome to another edition of Rated Rev on the Buffalo Fanatics Network, what's happening to everybody out here, man? So glad to be with you all for another edition. You know, I don't, I'm still kind of in my feelings a little bit, not gonna lie. But we'll talk about it. So as you guys hop on in here, do me this favor smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, and turn on those bell notifications, and let's get it popping. This is a roll call. Ain't nothing different just because the Bills are in all-season mode. Let me know where you're watching from. What's happening to everybody? Charlie, I see you. What's going on? Let's go, baby. I need to know where everybody's watching me from. To everybody that's live, what's up? This is a welcome roll call. To everybody who's watching on the replay, what's happening? Welcome to Rated Rev. And to those who like to digest this via podcast format, what is going on? It's your man, Rev. Connor Hanks, I see you. My man Sweat from Indianapolis, Indiana. What's going on, baby? Good to see everybody in here. Adventures with smiles from Winnipeg. What's up? And 24th North Cal, Northern California. Brooklyn, New York in the house with my man Michael G. Williams. Yo, I am so happy to be here. I am. You know, I was wondering how I was, how I was going to be able to um, to come on a little, you know, uh, tonight. I wasn't, type, I wasn't too sure what type of mood I would be in, but... uh. I'm feeling good because I'm with you all. So I got to bring it. You know what I'm saying? I can't be up here, you know, all of my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's all good, baby. I've got you guys with me. K-Dubs in the house. What's happening? Smash that like, everybody, as you hop on in here. John Herring, Riverside, California. What's going on? Uh, I see my man Pete talking about, yo, is it September yet, man? You already know it's going to be a long offseason, man. Oh, man, it's going to be long. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. Yo, I was not, was not ready for it to end. Was not ready for it to end, but hey, it is what it is. Chris716, I see you, baby. Roy Collins, cold, snowy Western New York. I'll tell you one thing. Speaking of cold and snowy, I'm tired of the cold weather. I am tired of it. And I'm out here in Texas. And it's not that cold, comparatively speaking. I know out there in Western New York, I know it's probably crazy right now. Out here in Texas, it's cold enough where I am. It is, uh, it's too cold for my Texas blood, okay? 
You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing a jacket on the inside. I can't deal with it. So I'm done with the winter time. I'm done with it. Give me spring right now in January. I know. And when I think about it, man, this is like, oh, this makes it just go by so much slower. Because I got another full month of this mess. I'm done. I don't know how you guys feel out there in Western New York, man. But me out here in Texas, I can't deal with it. I'm, I'm ready to move on. I am ready to move on. Uh, but one thing I'm not ready to move on uh, is, 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 is with this Bills team entering oh, the offseason. I'm just not, I'm not ready for it. I am not ready for it. Um, you guys know how I felt. I, I, I thought for sure this was our year. You know, we hear the Cowboys fans talking about that all the time. Oh, this is our year. This is the year. Well, I really felt that this was a year for the Bills. The Sabres look all right. Okay, I'm not, I'm not a hockey fan, so I can't, I can't really relate. Um, but that's good, though. At least, at least there's somebody still playing. Okay? And so hopefully they, they, they do a little bit better than the Bills. But nevertheless, man, you know, um, I just was not ready for it. I thought for sure. I thought for sure that this team was Super Bowl bound. I thought they were ready, locked and loaded. I didn't think that there was anybody that could stop them except for themselves. Because, I mean, 13-3 and record, right? You can't poo-poo on that. Eight-game winning streak going into the playoffs. You can't poo-poo on that. They found a way to win basically all season long, especially the second half of the year, amidst all kinds of adversity. They always found a way to win. And was it the prettiest? Absolutely not. It was ugly the way they were winning. Ugly. Uncharacteristic when you look at the way they won last year, especially towards the tail end of the year going into the playoffs. Looked completely different. I mean, even completely different from the first half or the first few games of the season. They've been, they've been gutting out ugly wins. Right? And so even as, as, and they've been putting up points. So I'm like, as, as ugly as it's been, you know, they've managed to find a way. And so I thought for sure, going into a divisional round playoff game against the Bengals at home in Highmark Stadium, Buffalo, New York, cold, snowy. I was like, you know what? They, this team is going to be ready. There's nobody who's going to stop them. Because not only are they, are they fighting for, you know, a Super Bowl, but they're fighting for something more important than themselves. And, and, and then, you know, you've got the whole DeMar Hamlin situation that they're riding high on. I just thought that they were going to be able to ride that emotional high all the way through to the end. Well, needless to say, it did not happen. It did not happen. They got, they got their butts kicked. You know what I'm saying? They got their butts kicked. Uh, super chat coming in from a man, Brew Crew Fishing. What's happening, baby? Appreciate the super chat. He says, yo, what's up, Rev? Injuries plagued the team this year. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but not jumping out of the window. Interested to see the team. I mean, interested, excuse me, how this team is formulated next year and where drafting efforts are focused. Go Bills. Yo, um, keep that up there, Evan. I want to keep on reading. Yo, uh, Brew makes some 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 uh some good comments. Put it, keep it back up there real quick. Uh, injuries plagued this team the this year, one hundred percent. I mean, we can't. We're not using it as an excuse, right? I mean, we really can't. But 
you know, facts are not excuses. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the truth. This team had an injury list, you know what I'm saying, as long as, you know, it's been in, for, in, in a while. You know, last year we were pretty, pretty lucky on the injury front. But this year we had just been decimated by injuries and by key injuries. And so, yeah, they had to deal with it all year long, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. And in spite of that, they managed to win games. They managed to get all the way to the divisional round of the playoffs and win, go on an eight-game winning streak. I mean, you know, like that's remarkable. You can't take anything away from it. But it's hard to it's hard not to imagine, you know, what the team could have done had they not been decimated by injuries. But we can't use that as, as an excuse and I'm not doing that because, you know, it's not like the Bills were the only team who had to deal with injuries throughout the season and even into the playoffs. It is what it is, you know, and I agree with Brew, you know what I mean, saying like not not jumping out the window. Of course not. You can't. Now, now, are you upset at how they lost? Absolutely. Do, is there room for, for criticism? <laughs> oh, you better believe it. And we're going to talk about it tonight, too. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, is there is there room for optimism? Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think anybody's jumping out the window yet. I know I'm not jumping out the window. Am I getting closer? <laughs> Am I getting closer to the window? I may be getting a little closer. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, I ain't jumping out. Um, I definitely am interested, though, to see how this team is formulated next year and what they're going to do with, in the draft. We're going to talk about all that, man. I don't know about the draft just yet. We'll see. It is around the corner, but I'm not quite ready to really digest the draft yet. I haven't even gotten into prospects and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Because I wasn't ready for it. I really wasn't, um, but we're going to talk a little bit about it going forward. So, man, I appreciate that, Brew Crew, for that super chat and, and those comments, man. So, um, yeah, here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, on the outside looking in, right, sitting at home, watching four more teams go at it that much closer to their dreams and aspirations of reaching the Super Bowl. You know, hey, it happens, right? Not everybody can go. Not everybody can make it. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. It is what it is. I do want to get some things off my chest, though. You know, if this is if this is a the Rico report, you know what I'm saying? It would be say it with your chest. You know what I'm saying? But but I I, I got a rant. Okay, so I'm gonna rant. What's going on, John? He says, Yo, what's up, Rev? Let's get a therapy session going. You know what? I don't really have a whole lot more to add. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like a whole lot to really talk about um, as far as the game is concerned that hasn't already been spoken of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you guys have, have heard it, you know what I'm saying, ad nauseum by now. There's no, re there's really no reason for me to, to rehash it, to go down memory lane and all that kind of stuff. It is what it is, right? Now, if you would have caught me like right after the game, oh man, I was heated. <laughs> so just, just go back, just go back and check my, my Twitter feed. Okay, because I was uh I was doing some crazy emotional tweets. You guys know how I am by now, right? Yeah, this is what it is. This is who I am. I'm an emotional guy. I put I wear my my emotions on my sleeve, and uh, sometimes it gets me in trouble. But hey, it is what it is, man. This is who I am. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm an emotional guy. So go check those out. I was pretty out there. I was pretty out there. Have I come down off the ledge a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I'm still out there a little bit, you know. And we'll talk about it. But I do have a rent. And a, and a few bones to pick real quick. And let me just preface this by saying this. Um, hey, this tonight, 
this show, I'm glad that you guys are joining me live uh, because what I what I'm gonna do, and, and I think what um what Evan has done so far is yeah, we we dropped the link to the show in the chat because I want to hear from you, not just you know your comments in the chat, but I want you. I'm giving you guys an opportunity to come on live with me. I'm going to give you a chance to come on live with me, share your thoughts, share your opinions, share your emotions, your feelings, you know, all of that kind of stuff with me live tonight. So so get ready, buckle in, put your seatbelt on. Um, it's going to be a long ride. I'm going to tell you right now, too, man, uh, I am not putting a timer on this show, okay? All right, that, that's, that's, that's a... That's a that's another way for me to say that, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this this could be, you know, a long show because I, there's a lot that we're going to talk about tonight. I want to hear from you all, definitely. I've got a couple of guests that are joining me, too. And so we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk tonight and get everything off of our chests, okay? We're going to air out some dirty laundry about the pills going forward. And so just buckle in. Just just buckle in and get ready for it, okay? If you feel like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, if, if you, if you want to, you know pop out and pop back in it's all good it's all good but i'm just i just want to let you guys know right now um that this is going to be this show might be a little bit longer than anticipated or than than, than expected you know what i'm saying but uh i've got to get this off my chest so anyway back to my rant let me open up by saying this real quick man let me see how, how i can talk about this um <clears throat> you know and this was a tough loss right the Bills have have faced tough losses before. I mean, if you if you look if you look at if you go and look at the thumbnail, right? This show. How can the Bills get over the hump? And you look at those images right there. Those still images. You see Stephon Diggs with his hands on his helmet. The Chiefs game, AFC Championship, twenty twenty. Then you see Josh Allen with his hands in his pocket, looking up in the white jersey, right? Last year, playoff loss, heartbreaker in the division around against the Chiefs again. And then on the far left, you see Josh Allen on his knees, head just, just down in despair in the snow this year against the Bengals when nothing went right. Team got destroyed, basically. This, this team has, has faced three straight seasons of heartbreaking playoff losses, heartbreaking fashion. And expectations for this team, for me at least, let me speak for me, my expectations for this team have changed, okay? No longer am I a fan of the drought era Bills. You remember that? You remember how how we were just just so desperate for a win, just so desperate for a playoff appearance, 17-year drought. And when we finally got it, we were just so thrilled, right? So thrilled. But sometimes what can happen is when you've gone so long without something, as soon as you get it, you're willing to do whatever it takes to keep it and to hold on to it. Even at times when it's ugly and when things aren't going right. 
And my expectations for this team have changed dramatically. And they changed along with the standards of this team. I'm so glad at what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have brought to this organization over the past, what, five years. They have completely changed the standard of this team. They've gone from basement dweller, laughing stock of the NFL, to legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And like McDermott would say, playoff caliber, the championship caliber. We've witnessed that in the past several years. So the standards of this team have changed. And along with those standards being changed, my expectations of the team have changed as well. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Because this team is a championship Super Bowl contending team, my expectations will no longer drop below that bar. And so when this team has three back-to-back-to-back playoff losses in the, in the fashion in which they have, I am not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to clap it up. Go team. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, well, gosh darn it, we'll get them next year, guys. We always have next year. It's a great season. The Bills finished, you know, X, Y, and Z on their season. This year, the Bills finished 13-3. and They went to the divisional round. Do you know how many teams, Rev, would love to be in that? You know how many fans would love to have a team they can root for like that? You know what? That's garbage. You know what? Yeah, though, though, though that may be the case, I want to puke at that. Because that sounds so much like the drought era. Right? Or you just, you're just happy. You're just so content just to have made it. You know what I'm saying? You're just so happy to have, have made it. It's like... It's like when, you know, you're in school, you're in, you're in, you're in, you're in high school, right? And, and you're coming into high school and, and you know, uh, as a freshman and, you know, you, you got all these zits on your face, you know what I'm saying? And you haven't really had your glow up moment yet, you know? And, and you have no friends. You're not popular. People look at you a certain type of way, you know? But a couple of years into your high school, maybe, you know, by your, your, your junior year, all of a sudden you have a glow up moment and you look different. Your face cleared up, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you, maybe you grew a little facial hair, you know what I'm saying? Ladies, maybe, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you just look different, okay? And now people are looking at you differently. They're like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? Oh, you know what I'm saying? And you're getting more attention than you used to have gotten. You know what I'm saying? And so you're just happy to get the attention because you've never been there before. You know, that's kind of how, how, how it's been. We're just so glad to have been there. But for me, now that we've been there, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to that, to, to, that, to that old zit face guy. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go back to that. My expectations for this team have risen dramatically. You know what I'm saying? And so I make no apologies about it. Make no bones about it, man. Hey, when the Bills lose the way they lost, I'm going to be highly upset. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be emotional. And I'm tired of, of, of certain fans who, who feel the need to to, to, to interject their opinions about how another fan should, should react. 
Oh, you're being emotional. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, you're overreacting. Oh, you, you know what? Stop all that holier-than-now stuff, okay? Cut, cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it all out. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And then for those who, 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 who like to look at the team for what it is and are not these eternally optimistic people and see certain things that happen on this team and want to critique those things, to have those other fans say, hey, you know what? Stop being so negative. Or why are you always critiquing? Why are you look, 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 look. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You choose to look at the team and clap them up. You're just so happy that that to be in the dance, to be, to be, to have the attention. I, for one, I've been looking at some of these glares, some of these blemishes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, no, forget all that. I'm happy that we are where we are, but I'm not content to stay here. I want more. I expect more. I expect better because my expectations have changed along with the standards. Is there moments when I get overly emotional? Yeah, sure. But let me, let me, let me vent. You know what I'm saying? Let us fans vent for a second. You can't, you can't say a word. Can't say a word without people having to, having to feel the need to interject and, and, and burst your bubble. Forget all that nonsense, man. Everybody fans differently. It's all good. At the end of the day, we're still Bills fans. You feel me? I'm glad you guys let me get that off my chest, man. I feel like, you know, I was, I was, I had to get on my soapbox a little bit, man. I had to get it, I had to get that off my chest because, you know, there's just people, there's a contingency of people, man, who just don't let you do what you do. You know, but I'm going to do what I do anyway. Anyway, enough of that. Rev rant over. Okay. Rev rant over. I'm glad you guys let me do that and get that off my chest. But, uh, yo, let's, let's keep it moving. All right. Let me tell, I'm going to tell you this right here. This show is not going to be doom and gloom. It's not going to be all that. But we are going to have what I like to call you know, those, those come to Jesus meetings. You know what I'm saying? Where we're going to have a conversation. We're going we're to come, come together. We're going to look ourselves in the mirror, have ourselves a gut check, and have those real hard, heart-to-heart conversations about this team, about, about the expectations of the team going forward, some of the changes that, that, that need to be made. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about all that. And so if you are of the eternally optimistic variety, you may want to check out, okay? You may want to check out because there's going to be some things that we're going to talk about here, and it may get ugly. You may not like it, but I think these conversations need to be had. I know there's a couple of you, uh, a couple of guests that I have right now, man, that they've got some stuff to get off their chest, and they're going to talk about it because there's some things, man, about this team that I just don't know about. I just don't know about, okay? And we're going to get into it. Uh, here shortly. So stay with, so stay with me and you know, stay with me. But if you don't like, if you don't like quote unquote negativity, then this may be your time to, you know, to exit a little bit. All right. Cause, cause we're going to get real. We're going to get real in the field. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, but before we get into all that, before we get into all that, I do want to, I do want to talk about some, some, some news that's been going around the NFL. So let's take a look at some. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. If you have not already heard about it, um, Frank Reich, Frank Reich becomes the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich. Now, I know that might have burst the bubbles 
of a lot of people who are hoping that Frank Wright would still be available in the event there became there came an offensive coordinator position open at one Bills drive. Unfortunately, he was scooped up by the Panthers, and now he is the Carolina Panthers head coach. And uh, I want to know what you guys think about that hire for the Panthers. And um, what I want to do is I want to bring on one of my guests because I want I want him to chime in a little bit about about this one. I, there's another guest I got, y'all. You know, hey, fam, I, I'm, I want him to hold on a little bit because I got some stuff that he's gonna talk about. I know he got to get it off his chest. Um, but let me let me uh, let me see here. Any mini miny mo, catch a tiger by the toe. If you holler, let him glow, let him go. Any mini miny mo. All right, my man, Kev Syracuse. Are you ready, baby? Thumbs up if you're ready. You ready? All right, I'm, I'm gonna get my man Kev Syracuse on because I want I want his opinion real quickly, and he's gonna talk about some other stuff a little bit later. But I want to get his opinion real quickly about this Carolina Panthers um, job now that is being filled by Frank Wright. Kevin Syracuse, what's up, baby? Welcome to the, to the show. How you doing, man? Pretty good. After a few days, you know, I'm going through the five stages of grief, and I think I'm <laughs> almost there. Are you- the article helped. Um, that was very therapeutic. If you guys haven't checked it out, it is, I'm going to warn you, it's a little bit longer, but I think it's worth the read. And, um, it did the trick for me. At least I was up all night writing it and I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? I feel better now. That's good. That's that a little therapy for you, for you as well. Um, Kev, about this path and we're going to, we're going to talk about, we'll, we'll get into the article and, and certain, certain aspects of it here in a little bit, but talk to me about, about, uh, Frank Reich going to the Carolina Panthers to be their new head coach, man. Initial thoughts. What were your initial thoughts when you heard about that? Well, like you were just saying, my first thought was, well, there goes the thought of Frank Reich being the offensive coordinator for the Bills. To be honest, I really haven't thought about it that much from the Panthers' perspective. Other than that, I know they wanted to get more experience because Matt Rule was a rookie head coach, and that didn't work out too well. So they wanted to bring someone in with some tenure at least tenure within the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank Reich is a good hire for them trying to get their offense back on track. I think they're really a quarterback away. And obviously they, they need a lot more pieces, but I think if they can get a quarterback figured out, then they're going to be in that much more, they're, they're going to be in that much better shape. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with you, man. Um, uh, I, I like Frank Reich. I like him a lot. Um, just going over his, his 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 uh, coaching record. I mean, five years with the Indianapolis Colts. He has he's he's over five hundred man. He's, he's over five hundred coach. 40, 33, and one was his record with the Colts. Um, and he had one and two postseason record. Uh, so Frank Reich, I mean, he comes with a lot of experience. I think that for him, he he just he he just dealt with a lot of bad quarterback decisions. Now now whoever was in charge of that, I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying there was. I think talk that that he you know was pulling for Carson Wentz to get there, and then Carson Wentz got there, and he was garbage. And then I'm not too sure who was responsible for bringing in Matt Ryan. I don't know if that was I don't know if Reich was pounding the table for him or or if that was Ursay. I don't know, but he just he just had he just hasn't had a lot of good luck at the quarterback position, um, which which ultimately you know um, ended in his exit and in, in uh in Indy. But I still think he's a very good head coach. 
Um, and so I'm interested to see what he does in Carolina, who at the moment doesn't really have a quarterback to speak of. So I don't know, man, but uh, I'm interested. I think he's going to be very good for that organization. Um, do, do you have it? What do you what do you think his I mean, expectations for, for Frank Wright going in? Like I said, I, I haven't really thought about it too much just because I've been yeah. so absorbed with the Bills well, state of things and our offensive coordinator situation. So to be honest, I, I would have to really look at their depth yeah. chart and their stats and everything. Um, Are you jealous? <laughs> slightly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if you want to turn it into uh, why, why are you all right? Let's, let's do that. 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 All right. Why are you jealous that the Carolina Panthers scooped up Frank Reich? Again, I think it just comes down to experience. And we knew what we were getting when Ken Dorsey was hired. And as much as a lot of us want him fired, let's mm-hmm. not forget last year at this time, well, probably a little bit later, like in March, April, May, we were all advocating for Ken Dorsey. Everyone wanted Josh's guy, right? Ken Dorsey yeah. was a quarterback's coach. And it's like, come on, hire within house. Josh loves him, so I love him, right? And yeah. now everyone's calling for his head. So it's funny how times change things you know but I, I think the thing that we didn't realize last year in the offseason was that Ken Dorsey was a rookie I mean we realized it but we didn't actually realize some of the deficiencies that a rookie offensive coordinator might face and yeah. sure enough yeah. we saw those progress throughout the season and it, it really pains me to say this but he got worse as the season went on yeah yeah so I, I, in, in terms of um Frank Reich sorry I I just want to answer your question. I think the reason why I wanted him to get a shot, at least at the Bills offensive coordinator position, and I think for other people too, is again, just he has the experience. He's been around the league for a while. I mean, he's he's played with the Bills before, so we have that connection for sure. And I think he just balances the passing game with the running game well, and I think that he can work with his quarterbacks. I mean, that was the year that he took – Nick Foles and Carson Wentz right. to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it was. So Carson Wentz went out hurt, and then Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. Frank but now Wright you know, you, but now you know, you know. People say, people say, well, that was Doug Peterson. That's Doug, he, that's Doug, Doug Peterson's offense, you know, whatever. You know, they like to say that. Well, I don't know. I don't, all, all I know is that I think he's a good coach, and I think he he has a lot of a lot of potential and a lot of experience. I, for one, was uh was hoping. You know, and that's kind of bad, right? You hope he doesn't get a head coaching job because you know, you know, you know he deserves it, right? So you know he deserves that. But I was kind of hoping that, you know, it, he would still be available, you know, in the event the Bills decided to part ways with with Ken Dorsey. But I will say this, you know, back to your point about Ken Dorsey, I agree, man. Like at the time, it made a ton of sense, right? I mean, I don't know anybody who was who was saying like like no, forget Ken Dorsey, we need somebody else. I mean, because it made sense with 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 uh with um, Brian Dable's exit, you wanted continuity to stay there, right? You you wanted there to be some continuity. Josh had been in the same offense for a number of years, and you didn't want it to change. Um, and so Ken Dorsey there being groomed by Brian Dable, at least supposedly, that's what we thought he was. He was being groomed by, by Brian Dorsey. Um, it made sense. And then when you started to hear that, that, that Brian Dable, when he went to the Giants, was trying to snag Ken Dorsey to be his offensive coordinator. I think that even put more pressure on Sean McDermott and the, the uh, you know uh, to to make a decision on whether or not to keep Ken Dorsey to promote him or to let him go. And then Josh Allen's 
uh, a sign of approval. You know, it, it just it just sealed the deal. And it made sense at the time because you look at it and you're like, you know what? All right. Continuity there going to be running probably virtually the same offense. Not going to be a whole lot of uh, differences in there. Um, a lot of carryover, smooth transition. It, at least it should be right. And so uh, it made sense at the time. And then you thought he would throw in some wrinkles. But I don't think anybody, at least I didn't think, that over the course of the season, he would look so vanilla. Like the offense would look like it looks this year. And one year, I mean, being a first-year coordinator or not, um, I don't understand because it's not like he's coming in off the street and and this is and he's probably trying to install his his own offense. I mean, this this he was b- basically groomed by Dorsey in this offense for years. He's familiar with these players, familiar with Josh Allen, familiar. So, so so I'm like, I expected the learning curve to be shortened because of 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 how he was groomed within the offense already. I did not expect it to be, uh, you know, lapses and 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 questions you know, like we have right now. And so uh, when I look at him and I'm like, golly, he really just, he really looked bad at times. And I know people will be like, you know, hey, Rev, what are you talking about, man? Look, look at the stats, right? The people want to look at stats and compare the stats to last year and all the, look, stats be dog, doggone, right? I mean, because you can make stats look however you want to. At the end of the day, man, I think Josh Allen covers a, lot of, of of problems. He makes a lot of people look better than they really are. Okay. You remove Josh Allen from the equation. This offense does not look nearly as good as it did. Okay. It's Josh Allen is probably 95% of his offense is what I would give, you know, him the credit for. Minus Josh Allen, it's crap. Okay. And and and, and I don't like it. I didn't like the way it looked at times. Uh, a, a, a few weeks into the season, it looked good. But at the I would say probably at the second half of the Green Bay Packers game, Kevin, you probably agree with me. That's when it kind of went downhill. Things started to look different. Uh, maybe teams started to figure them out a little bit, and and it played them differently. But regardless, man, it just it just looked completely different. And I've got tons of questions, man, and I want answers. I, I want answers because I don't know what happened. I really don't. And 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 I don't want to get ahead of myself because um, we've got plenty of time to talk about that. Okay, we got plenty of time to talk about it. Um, and I'm gonna bring my man uh, Silas in here here a little bit later, and we're just gonna hash it all out. Okay, so uh, put a put a pin right there about the offense and Ken Dorsey, and uh, we're we're gonna revisit it here a little bit later. Um, other news around the league: Nate Hackett. Nate Hackett joins the G- the New York Jets to be their offensive coordinator. Uh, the only thing that I have to say about this is is I wonder, Kev, if if it's a another ploy to tr- or another attempt to try to lure Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers. What 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 are your thoughts, man? Well, that's when he's had his most success when he was an offensive coordinator, and yeah. he was a Bills offensive coordinator, and I wasn't that impressed with him, but. Yeah, uh, you know, he did get better as, as time went on throughout his NFL tenure. And then we saw him come to a crashing halt as yeah. a head coach in Denver. Horrible. So, you know, some people are meant to be coordinators. Other people are meant to be coaches. And some guys just can't blend the two together. And maybe yeah. that was Nate Hackett. So maybe this is what he needs to get the ball rolling for him. 
The one thing that I'll say about that, though, is the Jets need to find a quarterback because if they want Nate Nate Hackett to run that offense Mm -hmm. with Zach Wilson, they're going to run him out of town just like Denver did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, um, I don't I don't know. um, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is good is is is. Get a, I don't know if that's going to be a serious thing. You know what I'm saying? I think people just try to connect the dots. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, I, I, I will say this, though, about the Jets. They are just a quarterback away from being legitimate AFC, you know, contenders. Like, you just insert a a, um, a slightly above average. You, you, I'll tell you this. Insert a Tua Tungo Valoa into the Jets, right? With their weapons on offense, their, their tough defense. And I think that the Jets are right there, man, uh, nipping at our heels just like the Dolphins uh, were this year. And so if they can figure it out, because you look at Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall coming back, you know, offensive line, the defense, they got weapons, man. And they, they and so all they need is just that quarterback piece. And hopefully Nate Hackett as an offensive coordinator. Well, I wouldn't say hopefully. Hopefully for Jets fans, right, as a, as an offensive coordinator, they, they can fix some things and get that thing moving um, in the right direction, trending upward. Um, the next piece of news and that I want to bring on that I want to talk about and uh and for this piece, Kevin, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put you in the background and I'm gonna bring you back on here a little bit later. All right, and I'm gonna bring on a, another one of my guests here to talk about this because I know he's been chomping at the bit. All right, Kev. Yeah, sounds good. We'll we'll fire it up about Dorsey and Frazier later. Oh on. yeah, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. All right, Kev. I'll see you oh, in a little yeah. bit, man. All right. So now this next piece of news, man. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. The Buffalo Bills. You know, we've been talking about like, like we've all been anticipating changes being made, right? We've, we've been anticipating it. what type of changes are the Bills going to make? Um, well, they made a change today. And uh, the Buffalo Bills decided, kind of out of left field, in my opinion, they decided to fire their safety coach, Jim Salgado. Jim Salgado, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what was up with that decision. I really don't because, you know, this is like scapegoat season, right? So when the heat's turned on a little bit, you know, from the top, it's just going to go all the way down. So if, if so, if there's some heat on, on, on Sean McDermott, you better believe he's going to deflect and put that heat on somebody else. All right. And so you, you look to your coordinators and then you look and then you go down to your position coaches, but maybe they're going from the bottom up instead of the top to the bottom, okay? And so they decided to go from bottom up and let go of their safety coach, Jim Salgado, which I just don't – how can you, under the circumstances, you lose Micah Hyde, all pro, lose him for the majority of the season. Jordan Poyer sustained an injury, played all year virtually, you know, hurt, very hurt, limping. And then you had, then then we dealt with the Demar Hamlin situation, right? And then the Jaquan Johnson situation. You know, he just wasn't really uh, up to snuff, right? Bring in Dean Marlowe, but like that safety position, man. Outside of Jordan Poirier, but you you look at the at the at the at the injuries, man. Like, I just find it hard to believe that he would be responsible for that. The sa- safety position of all of all positions on the team, and that's not to say that they won't make any other any other changes. But really, that's your first one. The safety coach. You're looking at the you're you're evaluating the team over the course of the season and in the postseason, and you decide that your safety coach 
was not coaching up the snuff. I don't know. But I, I think that's crazy. I don't know about that. But uh, I'm going to bring on a, another another brother, man, because I know he's got something to get off his chest, and I want him to talk about it. My man, you, all I need you to do is give me a thumbs up when you're ready. You ready? All right. My man, Silas Whittle. What's up, Silas? Her wrath. <laughs> why are you hurt, Silas? Why why are you hurt, man? Talk talk to me, man. Talk to me. Man. Talk to me about, season, about, about, about about first of all, talk talk to me about Salgado first, and then and then we'll get to the season. How how you fire him? He's running his fourth and fifth safety out there. How how are you firing this guy? You didn't fire the defensive line coach. Yeah. You didn't fire the offensive line coach. Talk. You didn't fire the play caller. Talk. The 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 coordinator who, uh, I, for some <laughs> reason, has not adjusted since week two of the regular season. I I mean yeah. I don't understand how do you, how do you how 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 do you fire this is the guy. This is the guy you go and fire. I need answers. Like <laughs> I I I've I've seen the press conference for three years now. Yeah. Right. I've seen the McDermott press conference. I've seen the Brandon Bean press conference mm-hmm. for three years now. And Same. year one, we were ahead of schedule. Twenty twenty AFC champions, no problem. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix the old line. We'll we'll get an edge rusher and we'll be back. Twenty twenty one didn't get the edge rusher. Get to the divisional round and lose in thirteen seconds. Because somebody forgot to tell Tyler Bass to squib kick the ball. And the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. only had two plays ready for what was supposed to be only eight seconds left on the on the clock. So you mean to tell me this is a 60-year-old man who has played for the greatest defense of all time, the 85 Bears has been a head coach, has been a defensive coordinator for a long, for a very long time, forgot more football than you and I will ever know. And he can't come up with one more play to get us off the field. You got to defend 45 yards of grass to not give Kansas City an opportunity to kick a field goal and get to overtime. Rev, oh, we, went into that te- we went into that game with the number one rated defense. I know. Against the pass, it was the number one rated defense, the number one overall defense. Yeah. And we gave up 42 points, 36 in regulation. Yeah. How is this man still here? <laughs> How? Man, look, I, I wish I wish I had the answers, man. I really I really do. I, I have no idea. Um, because that just really all- makes it make it makes zero sense, man. And it's all brown in here today. It's all brown. I got, <laughs> you gotta it's, go brown. It's all brown today, right? <laughs> you got you got to go in the dark one, man. You, you can't you can't go light today, man. Yeah, it's all like it. It doesn't make any sense, man. Like I expected so much more um, from Frazier in the defense, uh, and, and coaches really, man, in those situations. I've and never I seen it, and I just don't, don't. I I just don't understand though. Like like how you decide after like. After looking at this, right, after looking at, at what happened and the way in which the team lost, you decide that the reason the team lost is because your safety coach 
Like, like that's the guy you want to get rid of? Like, I, that, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. I seriously do not get it. And, I, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a post, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to bring some, some images up here. Uh, oh man, Anthony, I don't, oh, dude, I don't know about that, bro. But it, it kind of makes you wonder, though, right? I think that's one of my homies from tw- from the Twitter Spaces, man. Oh yeah, bro. We've been talking about this since the game, Brad. Yeah, like I don't get it. And somebody put somebody put a a a, a, a comment in here that said we need to fire Eric Washington. Mm. Yes, oh, he oh, should have been the first one going. Okay, okay, okay. Shaq Austin, first round yeah. pick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Gregory Rousseau, first round pick. Mm. AJ Epinesa, second round pick. Yeah. Boogie Bash from second round pick. AJ Epinesa didn't even have a hurry against Cincinnati. He didn't have one pressure. And I don't want to talk about that, dude. Uh, I've been I've been so unimpressed, so unimpressed by uh by that man by by uh by Epinesa. Like I, I really I really have no idea like what's going on there. Um, it's 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 bad. It really is bad. Hey, Evan, go ahead and and, and remove that for me, if you can. I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to there. Thank you, man. I'm trying to upload some some images, man, just just to kind of drive this point home a little bit, because I'm just confused, dude. I, I'm confused. Like I don't, I just don't understand how this team could lay not just one egg, not two, but three eggs in the postseason. Make it make sense, bro. Rev, how do we have a defensive head coach? A defensive coordinator who is who is widely regarded as one of the best defensive minds in the game. How is it that we have these men in charge of this defense? And we give up 36 against the Chiefs in year in, in regular we give no, we give up 38 in the AFC championship game against the Chiefs. We give up 42 the year after in the same game. Against the, in the divisional round against the same opponent, mm-hmm. you blow a you blow a sixteen point lead, sixteen nothing to the Houston Texans in Josh's second year, uh, and then and then and then this year in the playoff the divisional round I mean the wild card round thirty one, yeah, to Skylar Thompson. Now granted, we really played like crap. We turned the ball over a lot. We gave them a great field position. That's a McDermott problem. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And against against this team, against we drafted Kaya Elam to play man coverage. To be a guy that can play man coverage on one side versus, you know, we can teach him zone. Right. And Trey White, why didn't you why didn't you change up? We didn't compete. Rev, we didn't <laughs> compete. Rev, if we I'm, lost I'm Salas, 24 you, to 20, okay. If we lost right. 24 to 17, yeah, fine. Yeah, it was 27 to 10. And Rev, that game they could have scored. They could have scored 47 if they. They really could have. They really could have. They took like, their like, foot off the gas, man. We couldn't move the football. We were nowhere in that game from kickoff. Nowhere in that game at all. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I've, I've got the I got the images uploaded man so I'm, I'm since we're talking about this man and some of these issues and, and defense or whatever I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these steals up and uh you got and you let me know 
What you oh, what you oh think about? <laughs> I know you're going to throw up the third and four. I know it's coming. All right, Let check me go it, ahead and take my right, little shit now. Look, look. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Give me th- thoughts, man. Th- thoughts on on this on this one. Okay. We don't we don't really need to have we don't we don't need to go that far back, right? But right, hey, we, right. I, I I can look at this and I can tell you right now you got three bunch receivers on one side. Uh-huh. And we have two. You have Levi Wallace. I don't know where he is. He looks like <laughs> he's in Kentucky. He's not anywhere near the stadium right now, dude. Like, what are we doing? We're not even lined up close <laughs> enough to even affect the play. Nowhere near. Like, no, they, we are here defending the be defending the sideline. Defending the and sideline. They got time so and they got timeouts. And they got timeouts. They got timeouts. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right. So Thirteen seconds. You guys remember that, right? Oh my god! I, I told you guys. Look, I, I told y'all. I told y'all at the beginning of the show. If you if you are an eternal optimist, you may want to check out because we're gonna have to have some 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 hard conversations right now about some of the things that are happening. You know, I thought Silas. I thought after this, fam, I thought they would have learned their lesson. I thought oh. they would have learned their lesson. There's no, I'm like, there's no way this coaching staff, defensive coaching staff, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, Eric White, all of them, there's no way if they let that happen again, especially not in the playoffs. But oh my gosh, lo and behold, it, it, as, if 13 seconds, coming. if 13 seconds wasn't enough, I know what's coming. If 13 seconds wasn't enough, mm-hmm. and you know, we hear Sean McDermott talking about, you know, Oh, you know, we're going to learn from this. And look, look, fam, how, how long is it going to take for you to learn from this? How are you going to learn? How long? How many times are you going to keep on making this mistake and talking about learning? 34. Rev, I don't even see. I don't even see the other corners. Lined yet, up in this, it's, they, they, they not, they not even in the frame, fam. <laughs> they not even in the frame. What in the heck is going on with this right here? Third and four. In the snow, you know what I'm saying? Look, you got you got Trey White playing so far off the other corner. You they not not even in the frame, bro. Not even in the frame. You got Jamar Chase up top, T Higgins in the slot, uh, next to next to Tyler Tyler Boyd, and then I think that's I think that's their tight end uh, on the bottom of the screen, right? I think mm-hmm. that is. Yep. Where where are the defenders, bro? Where, four yards, four yards, and that's what you that's 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 the play. Somebody put it out there, man. They said Vic Fangio. Hey, Vic Fangio, Lovey Smith. Somebody, somebody with some aggression. But, but we'll, <sighs> we'll we'll talk about this. Is that Rev? It's third and four. Why aren't you pressed up against these guys? Compete, like man. Compete, uh, bro. You know what? So, somebody had had mentioned something on Twitter. To the likes of like they're throwing out like these analytics, right? About about why they would, you know, play, you know, kind of at the sticks or a little bit off the sticks, behind this, past the sticks in that situation. Something to the effect of, you know, well, um, uh, and it, it really don't make sense to me, man. Like it's like it's like it's 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 uh, I think it's more difficult for them. I can't remember how they said. It. I I got to look up a tweet. But anyway, nevertheless, they 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 were looking at, at at stats to say that to defend it, right? To defend it, and I'm sitting there looking like, okay. But it's third and four. They in the red zone. 
you are not. You're in the snow for one. Okay. So that's I mean, you expect your ability. That like even if you even if you feel like you can come up and and and, and, and drive interrupt and them at the trash at the at the at the catch point or make a play on the ball from 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 an off position. Yeah, you're not because you're not gonna get the you, you can't push off in the snow. You can't. And and then and then my, my thing was like you've got a cornerback in Trey White who's coming who who's who's still kind of favoring his his repaired ACL, right? In the snow. Okay. He is what? What what is he about? About what would you think? Seven yards. Two, 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 three, yeah, two, three yards past the sticks. Yep. Yep. Okay, on third and four. Mm-hmm. Against Jamar Chase, big body, physical wide receiver. Okay. He can't tackle him anyway. But Facts. Yeah. And so you think that having Trey play this coverage right now, he's going to be able to drive on the ball and keep the play in front of him and make a tackle on Jamar Chase, who's a lot bigger and a lot stronger than Trey White is. And then considering the fact that they're in the snow and Trey White's coming off an injury. Who in the world? Thought that was okay to do. Uh, it, clearly, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you're afraid of them going up top and 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 scoring. You don't want to just give them an easy first down like this, and they're already in the red zone, fam. Like like this makes no sense. And then and then like even at at the play, I think I think I think uh, Jamar Chase caught the ball maybe a, a a couple of yards behind the sticks, and and Trey may have gotten a hand on him. But by the end of the family, it was too late. Yeah, it's too he ran, late. And he, he, and he ran right through Trey. He ran, ran, right, ran through right through him. And then on top of that, suppose Trey White makes a stop. Suppose Trey White and they and they gang tackle Jamar Chase short of the sticks, a yard short. You mean to tell me for one second that you don't think this is four-down territory for the Bengals? The way they've been marching down the field, mm-hmm. you think for one second that they're not going to go for it on fourth and short and can't get a first down? Come on, man. Like, that don't make no sense. Press that man, make it hard for him. And if you get beat over the top, you just get beat over the top. So what? Okay. But don't get it. You're giving these guys easy receptions, easy first downs. It makes zero sense for me whatsoever. Anthony English comes in with a super chat. He says, yo, I've been saying this for years now. McDermott's brain stops working in big playoff games. They said the prevention defense in, in, in Kansas City was McDermott's idea. You know what? I, I tend to agree with you, man, that his brain, that he has a major brain fart in the playoffs. When he's going up against a contender, you know what I'm saying, uh, he and the, and the rest of the coaches, they, they fart all over themselves. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, in those situations, you don't, you don't play that type of a defense. You're playing not to lose. I mean, you know what I'm saying, rather than playing to win. But I, 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 don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it, Silas. Uh, press that man. Press that man. This the stats show the stats show red. When we went uh man coverage, when we manned up, it was Joe Burrow was two or seven for fourteen for fourteen yards. Two or uh, seven for fourteen yards, man. Bottom, man bottoms up, guys. Come on, man. Like, like what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? And I don't know how much longer we can continue to to, to to deal with this and, and talk about it, you know, as if all oh, this is it's okay, you know. Go- golly gee, guys, we'll get him next year. You know, this is okay. Stop being so negative. Are you are you kidding me right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you have to you have to have these conversations. You have to look at this stuff and call it for what it is. It's hard garbage. And for two years straight, two years straight, at least two years, 
they have lost on account of horrible coaching decisions and the worst moments of the game. They talk about putting the players in the best possible position to succeed. Well, they haven't done it in two years straight in the biggest moments, in the biggest games of the season. They have whiffed. And we can talk about players and lack of execution and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when you when you when you draw when you draw up this, what do you expect them to do? And, and unless unless you got some some players who are like, man, forget that. Unless Tremaine Edmonds says, here's that call. He's like, man, we ain't running that. Forget that. Forget forget what coach is talking about. Get up on them and press. Unless you're gonna have some dogs who are willing to do that and go against the coaching, that's that, that's the results you're gonna get, man. That's what we've gotten for two straight seasons in the postseason, and it's why we're sitting here with the Super Bowl contending team on the outside looking in, scratching our heads, wondering what happened, having Isaiah McKenzie and Stephon Diggs talk to each other about, man, how does this keep happening? How does I'll tell you how. Right there. Coaching. And we ain't even got to the offensive side of the ball. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, man. It, I, 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 just, I just don't get it. I'm, let, me, let, me, let me go to the chat, man, and see, see if See if anybody in here, man, can can provide me with some type of a. Somebody put in there. Somebody put in the chat the number five defense against the rush, against the twenty seventh rushing offense, and we gave up. Oh man, a hundred and seventy. I think one hundred seventy four yards or something like yep. that. Yep. And 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 this and this goes and this honestly has a lot to do with not just scheme and coaching, but personnel. The yeah. personnel is not right. You, if you're gonna go nickel, you always are gonna be dealing with. You're always gonna be if you're going nickel, you're always dealing with a light box. You always are. Always. You're always gonna be at a disadvantage when somebody lines up in a pro set to run the football. The run. Yeah. So you need big, strong, tall defensive tackles that are gonna eat up space and keep mm-hmm. your linebackers clean. Right. So. Instead of drafting a six foot two, six foot one, two hundred and eighty pound defensive tackle out of Houston, right? I don't know. Maybe you take a Dexter Lawrence, right? Maybe you take a Christian Wilkins, right? Maybe you take a uh, Jeffrey Simmons, right? They were all available when Ed Oliver was there, all of them, and we didn't. You, we got, we got, we got to talk about that, Silas. We we have to talk about that, man, because you know, and and that goes to Bean, and and really, I think that goes think, to McDermott. I, yeah, I was gonna say that, yeah, because because I think Bean is Bean Bean drafts players that yep. set, that fit the scheme and the system of his coaches. He's trusting the coaches to do their thing. All right, McDermott and Frazier, are like yo, this is what I want to run defensively. I need, I need, I need, I need me a one tech, right, a, a space eater, Starla Tule. But I need me a three tech. You know what I'm saying? I need I need that guy because this this is the defense I've run all my life. This is all I know. I need that guy to, to get to get in the backfield. You know, so he has to be maybe undersized, but really quick off the ball. All right, and then bring him. And what do they do? They they feel that they they feel it. That's what Payne did. He gave him Star and he gave him Ed. That's what they wanted. Sean McDermott handpicked Ed Oliver. He did. And what what did he go? Ten overall. Ten. Nine, nine. Now he went nine. Nine Number overall. Nine, yeah. nine over top ten, fam. Top ten. Undersized defensive tackle who came out brash, cocky as all get out. Talking about can't nobody block me one on one, fam. Yeah, you guys remember that 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 uh that uh what was that 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 video that the Bills would put out, you know, like draft season 
they put out this oh i think after draft season they they put out this video about about you know i guess like like the the whole backstory about the draft and how they got to that position and and they were taught they showed a clip of of ed oliver you know in an interview you know at the combine whatever they're talking about him and they're bringing up some clips or whatever and he's like man can't nobody block me one-on-one he, he comes in just just super cocky arrogant and he's not dominant he's not on occasions yep on occasions you know what i'm saying does he look good yeah but bro for the most part man in my opinion for a top for a top 10 draft pick for what we need on this on this defense he has fallen woefully short woefully short and i would have loved to have seen other guys like you had mentioned man dexter lawrence Je- jeffrey simmons oh these big imagine, body defensive you, tackles man inside could you imagine jeffrey simmons on this defense do you imagine jeffrey simmons in the middle with rousseau on the other side and and von miller on the I, I gave Oliver a pass because Star was terrible. I did too. Then Harrison Phillips. I said, "Well, Harry's back. He's healthy, but Harry's not really. He, he's not, he's that not really tackle. a nose tackle. He's not a nose tackle. Daquan Jones is a nose tackle. Yeah, he is. He is. And Ed Oliver has two and a half sacks. I think he, he still hadn't done anything. It's it's time for him to go." And, He's going to get paid ten and a half million dollars this year. And it's time for him. To yes, and and I'm, I was going to. I'm glad you said that. And they decided to. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's go ahead and the kid this man's fifth. You know, fifth year option. Fifth year option, bro. On a guy like this, who's not dominant. And I'm sorry, I don't know. A top ten pick, you better dominate all the time. That's what, that's to. what I expect. That's what I you expect. And he has he hasn't done it. And so yeah, that's that's that falls right in the laps of Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier for bringing in that, that type of a scheme. And we're going to talk about scheme too, man, here, here later. I, I, I just, a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of things, man, really make no sense to me. Let um, me add then, one more. Let me add one more point. Go ahead. My issue with uh, Sean McDermott in this, in this, uh, as a coach, and I, and, and don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fire Sean McDermott. Yeah. I don't think that that's the answer right now. I think Leslie Frazier and Ken Dorsey are supposed uh, should be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to say, oh, Ken Dorsey's got his first year. Yeah, but you ever worked with somebody that was so bad at their job that they didn't even deserve to come back the next day? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like if you work at fast food or something and you send a guy out to go take the garbage out and he's gone for 30 minutes and you go look in the back and dude got a chair in the back by the dumpster sleep. He don't deserve another day on the job. He don't. Fire him. Fine. We keep drafting these edge guys that are all clones. They, they're, they're, they're all 6'3", 6'2", 6'4", 270 pounds, average 40 time, average strength, average skill set. And we keep taking these guys because they produced in college. And they're not good. And that, and that goes back to Sean McDermott's like that's oh man we're gonna we, we need to get into this because that goes back to their to their their whole philosophy defensively right because when you look when you go back to Sean McDermott's years with Carolina the Panthers across his defensive line and you you can already kind of kind of see it all right inside he wants that one tech right he had star and then he wants that three tech that that kind of quick off the snap guy um, and I think he was um, was his last name short I can't remember that guy. 
that they had. Uh, anyway, and then he wants the power defensive end on one side, right? Who who can set the edge, and then and then the other the other uh, defensive end, you know that that's that's the guy that you you, you know you your bendy kind of pass rusher guy, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. And 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 that's and he's carrying that over into this NFL passing league and 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 for how long man like like the bills have not been able to get after the passer they have no pass rush uh the defensive line gets dominated at the line of scrimmage constantly they they get run all over when they go against a team a power team they can't hack it i think it's i think it's about time for us to question sean mcdermott and Lazarus frazier's philosophy and maybe Yo, some of those things need to change as well <laughs> What happened? I'm sorry, John Heron is killing me over here in the comments. What did John say? He said the real miss this year was Bernard. Oh, if you're talking about in the draft, uh, you're exactly right. So we needed, yo, we needed offensive line. We needed interior offensive back. line badly mm-hmm. in this draft, and 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 wide receiver. Rev, mm-hmm. you can go through the tweets. They're there. We you pick trait. Use traits to pick. Uh, you use traits when you pick offensive linemen. Use traits when you're picking these defensive linemen, but you don't use it when you pick cornerbacks and you don't use it when you pick wide receivers. They should have went after Christian. Uh, ben, they should have went after uh, Christian. They should have went after Watson. Yeah. They should have went after uh, um, uh, this is other kid that Carolina ended up getting Amari Barno, 6'6, mm. 260 pound kid, defensive end out of Virginia Tech. The kid ran a sub four four forty at defensive end. Athleticism, man, and speed. and speed that you can't you can't, you can't teach coach. a guy how to run fast. You can't, you can't teach. You cannot coach that. You but can't. you imagine that guy yeah. being available after Von Miller goes down. So you got him on one side, causing all type of havoc, running around left tackles, mm-hmm. feeding the play to Russo. And to Daquan Jones in the middle, and then and then doing? and then didn't didn't uh, Baltimore and, and I don't know if this is the same draft. They got Oway. That it was, was the o- Russo. That was that was the Russo draft. He he went right ahead of. He went right after. He went right after. Oh, he went after. He went after Russo. That's even worse. Because I thought he went Owe. just. I thought they went just ahead. Oh wait, no, no, no. I think you're right. I think he went right before. I think he went right before. And you can't like to me like I I get Rousseau six seven whatever long arms big guy but come on man like when you look at Oway you look at the, the speed four four, four guy right speed four, you four three four three four six. three, four, three. Yeah. and big and mm-hmm. big I, bro trade for that guy trade trade up I mean to be fair though he's been kind of terrible he has been kind of terrible yeah. for uh for Baltimore but I don't I mean. But like you say, styles make fights. The scheme, yeah. the scheme is totally different here. So it's maybe he different. is better. Maybe yeah. he is better. Yeah, and we different. and we've never gone after a one tech. We've no. never gone after a true one tech or or a true, a, a true, wide, a big t- big body wide receiver. Yeah. Like we had the opportunities to go get guys that gave us size, speed, and could win down the field, and we're not doing it. You remember the year when we passed on DK Metcalf? <laughs> like, like what, what, what size is saying is like yo there are opportunities available man in the draft and, and they've decided to go elsewhere right they decided to go elsewhere and and um maybe there's maybe maybe we need to question even their philosophy 
drafting wise because you know you know they they love these these character guys right they they love these guys that that fit their 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 mold for this 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 character guy right they just right. you know and, and and at times give you know, me a criminal they, right. they, they, give me a criminal right. they, they, they over you. and they overlook some of these guys who may have questionable character questionable maybe right have some issues whatever but are far more talented and the guys that you get that has you know maybe traits and you hope that you can coach them up. That's what they've gotten. They've gotten good boys and good guys who have some kind of talent that you hope you can coach up. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you've got these dudes, man, that that uh that are not choir boys, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? But they're tearing it up. Like, like we have to question all of it, dude. We we have to question all of it because um this is this is I don't know how much longer we can we can go on with like this. Anthony English comes in. Super chat, Anthony. Appreciate it. He says, "Yo, crazy how a defensive mastermind like McDermott cannot draft or build a better defense." Makes you wonder. Think we need an offensive-minded head coach. Now, I will say this, man. I mean, and I'm not quite now. Now, you, you catch me after the game. You caught me after the game. I'm like, "Yo, McDermott needs to go," <laughs> because I was just, I was emotional, man. I was done with it, bro. I was done with it. Um, but, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to. Deal with McDermott so long as he takes care of these coordinators. So long as he he, he handles that situation, right? If he if he doesn't handle that situation, then he can go too. You know, and and yeah. so for for a defensive minded guy like that, I, I'm I'm not really concerned about that as long as he knows how to pick the right guy and knows when to cut ties when it's time to cut ties and stop you know favoring relationship and 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 and, and all that kind of stuff over over producing. And people will look at at that stuff and be like, "Well, you know, the Bills have been successful. All oh, let's look at the stats. The Bills have been top five defense. You know, a couple of years. It's... None of that stuff means a whatever. You nothing know means nothing. It don't mean playoffs. nothing, Rev, nothing, especially in the, in the playoffs. playoffs. Not in the playoffs. There's there's a tweet that that talked about how much how many yards we gave out. We gave him in the playoffs. Okay, it's over a hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because this is this this is a good segue because we're talking about this defense. We're talking about Leslie Frazier. So take a look at this. Here it is, right here. Oh my God! Here's a graphic. The look Bills defense coordinator Leslie Frazier. Look, in the three playoff losses, 107 points and 1,403 yards allowed in the last three playoff losses. Your defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. Ladies and gentlemen, but then, but then, when I created this, um, I wanted to add to it, and I threw in Sean McDermott there in the corner, and there's a reason why I threw in Sean McDermott, and that's because there's this debate and this question as to well, whose defense is Leslie Frazier calling in the first place? Is this Frazier's defense, or is this McDermott's defense? Regardless of whose defense it is. You've got a defensive-minded head coach who signs off, at least you would like to assume he does, signs off on every single game plan before it gets installed into practice and all that kind of stuff. As detail-oriented as Sean McDermott makes himself to be, you cannot tell me that he looks at these game plans week in and week out, and especially in the playoffs, and says, oh, that's good. Check that box. Sign off on that, fam. It's good. Let's get it. Good job, Leslie. <laughs> let me clap. Let me clap you up, fam. I like that. Come Rev, on, man. It's Rev, that's, it's that's thirty-five points. 
and over 400, that's over 35 points and over 400 yards a game in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And people want to sit here and try to tell me I'm overreacting and being too emotional because look at the team. They finished 13 and 3, Rev. The team is a playoff contender, Rev. We've been in the playoffs five straight years, Rev. 13 and 3. You know how many people would love to have that? I don't care about the regular season at this stage of the game. Show me the team that that, that shows up in the playoffs. That's what I'm that, that's where I'm at right now. When they get in the playoffs, that's where it's at. That's where the rubber meets the road. Because that team that shows up in the playoffs tells me a whole lot more than a 13-3 and team in the regular season. I don't care about that. None of that stuff matters. Records go out the window. Stats go out the window. In the playoffs, you better bring your A game. And we ain't got time for these garbage plays, these garbage coaching decisions year in and year out in the playoffs. This is when you're supposed to bring your A game. You're supposed to elevate your game. You're supposed players are supposed to elevate the game. Coaches are supposed to elevate their coaching in the playoffs. And how many years straight have we gotten out coached by guys and coaches who have decades of coaching experience? Leslie Frazier, how many years of coaching experience does he have? Tons. Sean McDermott, come on, man. And year they continue to look like they are some high school coaches who don't even belong on the field. That's terrible. It's coaching, man. It goes to coaching. And it's the reason why you've got, you know, a couple of your receivers upset, wondering and asking questions. How can we get to this place? Why does this keep happening? Coaching. And then you've got your, your all-pro linebacker, Matt Milano, calling the team out as a leader saying, yo, this – look, they didn't bring any energy, no juice. I don't know what's going on. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but he did say that the team lacked energy and juice. And then he used the word throughout the week. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, right after that, and, and you know, the post-game the post uh, game conference, here you have Sean McDermott talking about, you know, when it was brought up about what Milano said, Sean McDermott was like, oh, well, I don't think that's what that, – I don't think that's what happened. I don't think the team lacked energy. And 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 all the while, while this is going live, I'm 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 a I'm I'm coming. I'm like, listen to your players, coach. Your play, your all pro is telling you this team didn't bring it. They didn't bring it. Whose responsibility is that, man? And, and I'm I'm wondering now if 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 his messaging is starting to fall on deaf ears. I'm wondering if 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 players are starting to question the process instead of trusting it. I'm wondering if he's kind of out of touch to a degree. I don't know, but when you got guys, man, who have been there and done that, and they keep losing in the same fashion, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find a way to get that locker room back. You know what I'm saying, Sean McDermott? This is on you, man. I'm not ready for you to be fired just yet, but I guarantee you that seat better be turned up a little bit. The heat better be cut up a little bit because I don't know how much longer we can expect to this, this to happen and just be content with being oh we're in the playoffs, oh we're in the playoffs, oh we're in, so what, so what. Show me the baby. When are you going to deliver? That's what I want, man. Rev, there's no reason for these coordinators to come back. There, there, there is, is no reason. Nothing that show, There's nothing that shows me that they're going to make any changes or any adjustments in the same situation next year. No. The regular season is no longer important. This team is well within the Super Bowl window. Josh Allen is 3-4 and four in playoff games in his career. Sean McDermott is three and five in playoff games in his career. There's no reason to bring back 
uh, Ken Dorsey. No. Ken Dorsey had a great offensive scheme in week one against the Rams. Josh at the center, play action, roll out, short passes. All th- he threw the whole bag out there. Yeah, misdirection. That one, that one gave Davis touchdown, leaked out, got behind Jalen Ramsey. Beautiful. Beautiful play designs. What happened to it? I have no idea. And that comes we've been in. talking about running the football. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to Zach's here, here shortly. I'm just saying we've been talking about the lack of a running attack, the lack of a rushing attack, the lack of a rushing attack. We go out against Chicago, run for 250 yards, and we and we forget it again. That's that dumb stuff, We forget stuff, it man. again. That, see, that's that stuff that – see, even Brian Dable used to do the same stuff, man. You know? Like, like, oh, you know, the run game's working. Oh, it's not like you get scared of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're so pass-centric, you get afraid of the fact that the running game is working. You're like, oh, wait, wait, what am I doing? Now, let's let's, let's, let's go back to, to, to the pass. Let me see if, if you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, uh, uh, since since the team saw us running the ball last week, let me try to fool them and let's just pass it all, all next week. You know, let's catch him off guard. It's, it, it's dumb. It's but dumb. Rev, but, Rev, we watched Baltimore run the football Effectively against this team. Against the yes, they did. They did. None of that. None no. of it. And the Bills have 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 been able to run the ball and and you know, um, in spots this year. Now whether or not that's that's, that's Mark a, Davis. Mark Davis put up a comment, man, and that's the truth. There's no. He said something about uh. The, oh, Dor- the the Dorsey offense It's simple, no yeah, screen plays, no motions. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll touch we'll touch on the offense here here in a little bit. Okay, uh, let me let me get to the super chat. Uh, Evan, pull it up. Um, from uh, Zach Zach Jennings. Zach Jennings comes in super chat. Zach, I appreciate it. He says, "Yo, does anyone remember Frazier as a head coach in Minnesota? He wasn't the best. Now in DC and Buffalo seems to be getting worse with time. Yikes! I I, I think I think man, like like that scheme. I think that scheme, man, is is. Is, is becoming antiquated. Like, the only way that scheme really, really works is you have to be – I'm talking about superior up front. You need – because they talk about it all the time, right? Like, you can't be – like, they're not going to get out of this nickel, and you have to have pass rush up front with your front four. Be dominant, be able to stop the run and rush the passer with just those four and be able to drop the rest back in coverage. Well, guess what? The, the, the defensive line is not dominant. They haven't been dominant since they've been here. There's no pass rush. They can hardly stop the run, especially when they go up against teams who can pound that rock, who have a physical dominant offensive line. It does not work. So at which point do you decide to scrap the scheme and adjust to the players? Or do you just, just, just change it up? It's antiquated, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But let me let me let me let me do something else, man. I, I gotta bring in my man. Uh I gotta bring Kevin back. I told you guys, buckle in. This show is going to be long because there's a whole lot we got to get off our chest, a whole lot we're going to talk about. So smash that like if you're still in here. Shout out to you guys, man. Hit the subscribe button, and let's keep this thing moving. And at the same time, I still want to give some opportunity for you guys to come on live with me and share your thoughts um, here shortly. But let me bring in my man Kevin because, you know, we're going to touch on a piece that he wrote here here uh, just today. Uh, Kevin, what's going on, Kev? Kev, man, you sat here, man. Yeah. You you you've you've listened to us, man. Uh, rant about the defense. Uh, you you've talked about you 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 wrote an article about the the, the Buffalo Bills uh, season, and uh, 
it's 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 a, it's a very good read, and I want everybody to go out there and read it. Um, but I want to touch specifically on the defense, man. On the defensive side of the ball, when you're looking at at at, at this defense and what what the, what they put up, you saw the you saw the graphic about the playoff stats in the past three seasons, man. First of all, what are you what are your initial impressions of the Buffalo Bills defense uh, performance the past three years in the postseason, and then what do you have to say about Frazier's bend but don't break mentality? I think that it'll only take him so far because when you run into a good team like the Bengals and a smart team, they will figure it out that all you have to do is dink and dunk on this team because the Bills will give up chunks of yards at a time where the mm-hmm. Bills want to play back because they're so scared about Tyreek Hill taking the top off their defense like he used to do that they play back every single play now. And yeah. a smart quarterback like Bill Burrow will say, oh, wow, look at this. We can hit someone out in the flat for five yards, and he can turn it into a 12-yard gain and a first down. And the Bills don't make adjustments. And it's so mind-boggling how they continue to do the same things over and over. And like you guys were saying, McDermott says, we're going to go back and look at the tape, and we're going to learn from this. But they don't learn. I they mean, don't this learn. Is four years that they've got bounced out of the playoffs and three straight years where it's been a crushing defeat. I mean, the, the Texans won – was pretty crushing in itself, but we knew we weren't ready, right? Same thing with the AFC right. Championship game in 2020. It was like, okay, this really sucks, but we're not there yet. We're, we're, we're a little bit young. Kansas City's been here before. Let's reload for next year. Last year was the all-time gut punch. And then, like I said in my article today, Sunday's game was an all-time gut punch because of how the Bills lost. I mean, I'm almost more upset about this loss this year than I was last year because they played their hearts out and they didn't even show up this year on Sunday. So now we're left with more questions this year than we were last year because the only question last year that we had was, should we change the overtime rules? And, you know, there were a lot of different questions along the way. Um, You know, should they add this to their offense, a pass-catching running back, which we'll get into because they did. Yeah, 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 which has has the offense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, the, the main question last year was, can we change the overtime rules? And everyone was so high on the Bills this year, and they were favored in every single game. They were favored to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen was the MVP favorite. And then it came to a crashing halt. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to spoil too much of my article, but I sat there in row one of the upper deck on Sunday. I was with some friends, but it was cheaper to split up the tickets. So the, the two of them were up top, and I was down low. Mm-hmm. And they left because – uh, you know, everyone was cold and upset. And I sat there in row one of the upper deck. I felt like Diggs in Kansas City, just watching the Bengals and their fans celebrate did on you, our did field. Kevin, Kevin, did you say you rolled one on the upper deck? Or you wrote one? You wrote one? Okay. Probably needed the probably needed the roll one, man. With that probably, yeah, I should have. <laughs> but um you know, I'm sitting there watching the Bengals and their fans celebrate on our turf. I mean, what happened to that saying, right? We're going to host home playoff games, defend our turf. And they literally come in and take it over. And I didn't even know how to process my feelings because, like, I was like, do I cry? Do I punch something or someone? Do I yell? Like, do I laugh? But what do I do anymore? And I was just so numb that I, like, I just sat just there. in there shock. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and then the security guard had to be like, Hey, uh, you got to leave. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. The game's over. The season's over. So that That's was a tough way to go out, man. It was very tough. 
Yeah, let me let me let me read the super chat real quickly, man. Uh, from from John, John Wozniak, mortgage specialist, comes in with a super chat. John, appreciate it. He says, "Yo, based on Bean's statements on Dorsey, he will not be fired, and that is concerning. Wasting Josh Allen's prime years to a new OC can learn crazy." Man, I want to touch on that here, but I'll I'll, I'll touch on it shortly. I, John, I agree. I agree with you about that. Um, that that's exactly how I felt coming out of it after I heard Bean's statements. I was like. I don't think they're gonna make any changes, man. I, the way the way he was the way he was seemingly making excuses for these guys, he made excuses for for Frazier, he made excuses for Dorsey. I'm like, dude, they're gonna run it back. They're gonna run it back with these two guys here next year and expect us to to digest it and and, and eat this thing and, and and be pleased. I'm not pleased. I hope they don't do that, but I, I I'm getting a feeling that's gonna be the case. But we'll talk about we'll talk some more about about the offense and wasting Josh Allen's prime years uh, for a new OC. Oh, man. We'll get into that. But, Kev, back to, back to the defense about Leslie Frazier in the, in the playoffs um, and, and his, his really his, – his, this bend-but-don't-break mentality, man. Like, what, what, do you, what do you have to say about, about that, man? Like, do you think that scheme, that philosophy is, is antiquated? What do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, like I said, it, it'll only take them so far because it's bend a Bend but don't break soft zone nickel coverage. And Mm -hmm. that goes back to something that we've complained about right along is that they refuse to run anything else other than that nickel. We hardly see three linebackers on the field. And if if that's your defense, fine, especially in the playoffs, teams aren't going to be running on you that much. Then again, like you guys said, 172 yards for the 29th ranked rushing offense. That's a, a different topic, but they, yeah, they real, quick, real, 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 real quick, Kevin, hold on, because I want to go back to your point, because now it's coming back to my, to, to, my, to my mind. You had mentioned about what Joe Burrow did to the defense, basically just taking what the defense gave them, running the ball, eating up the clock, you know, dinking and dunking all the way down the field. Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because they did to the Bills what I – had mentioned what we should have been doing right along, right? What we should have been doing all along, yes, offensively. But I had mentioned this um back on, on the on the pregame show with, with Rico. I was like, yo, a key to the game for me is I think the Bills defense, forget the passing game, forget Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins and all that. It's the snow, it's cold weather, forget all that. I think a surprising thing is you need to stop the run. Stop the run, stop the focus on that. Show them that you're ready, right? That, that you're not going to sit there and let them just run all over you because they got three offensive linemen, backup offensive linemen. They're going to try to impose it, they're going to try to run the ball. They're not going to sit there and let you try to get after Joe Burrow. They're going to get the ball out quick or run the ball. Stop the run. Stop the run. And a way to beat the Bills, a key to victory for the Bengals is this. You keep Josh Allen that offense on, on, on the sideline. You keep them on the sideline. and You eat up clock, eat up the time of possession. You're probably going to be – uh, in a better position to win the game. And what did the Bills' defense do? They freaking allowed they, – they just gave them the game plan. They said, hey, you want to beat us? Here here we go. I'm going to play – we're going to play off coverage in these situations, and we're just going to let you dink and dunk all the way down the field because that's how you beat us, and we're going to let you do it. That's that defense, man. And the thing was, Rev, they were missing 60% of their offensive line, but you would have never known it to the to the naked eye. No. If someone no. were to walk into that stadium, no one would have said, oh, the Bengals are missing three of their offensive linemen because the Bills just did not get any pressure. And 
that's due to Leslie Frazier's game plan, but it's also due to the Bengals being smart enough to recognize that and make adjustments and say, hey, let's avoid getting pressure on Burrow by getting the ball out quickly. And for some reason, this team cannot comprehend that themselves. I mean, like, like we said, the Bengals did what the Bills should have been doing. I mentioned it on a space last week with uh, Kevin Massar. I think you were in there, Whittle. And I yeah. said, look, the Bengals don't get a lot of fr- uh, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They were, I want to say, 30th in sacks. And I said, you might look at that and say, oh, wow, Josh is going to have a lot of time to drop back and just tee off on this defense because they're playing Eli Apple and Cam Taylor Britt, a rookie. And I said, but Dorsey and Allen – have to make sure that they're composed and they don't get too crazy and don't get too ahead of themselves because that's not going to work all day. And I said, rather use that extra time to survey the field and to read the defense and see what they're giving you. And that's exactly what they did not do again. You know, I kept thinking that this offense was going to get better. I was like, oh, they have to be saving plays and packages and personnel. Oh, yeah, I remember that talk. Like, yep. We all thought that. Like Everybody oh, thought that. Everybody they, thought, okay, they were being conservative. They're just going to bring out this, this extra – playbook set of plays and just blow teams out the water in the playoffs man did they <laughs> they didn't do nothing it was terrible man it, it was it was completely awful and then kev i like what you had you had mentioned man you're just about about like some of the decision making um on your in your article about on the defensive side of the ball like let's talk about like let's talk about Kyrie elam dude like <sighs> so i can see silence over here just sitting there he's like he's like shaking his <laughs> I'm, head man, I'm because, dejected, man. like because I'm, I'm just... Because this, this, down in his couch, drinking his this, wine. this this year, man, like like we've been pounding the table for a cornerback two on this on this defense, right? We knew the type that we needed to get. They finally, finally invested a high draft pick on a cornerback in Kyrie Elam, big physical press man cornerback, something that we don't have on this defense. And what does Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier decide to do this year? Bench them. They decided to do what, Silas? Send them. They decided to send them. They played Dane Jackson. Dane, I can't find the ball in the air in pass coverage, Jackson. All year long. Why? Why? And, well, and, and, and then they're like, you know, Sean, he's oh, man, we, oh, we have full trust in, in Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson – was getting abused all season. Well, start, starting from the Cleveland, he let Jacoby Brissett light him up. Jacoby Brissett, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to poo-poo on Jacoby Brissett, but, but you know, he, he got torched. He got torched. Amari Cooper ate him up. And ever since that game, he was getting abused every single week. And you mean to tell me that you still think that he's better than your first round draft pick, Kyir Elam. And then for whatever the reason is, and, and this is, I guess, Sean McDermott's reasoning, you know, oh, we want these guys to develop and he's, you know, press man corner, but we play, but we run a zone scheme. Well, then why draft them in the first place? If 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 that's your if that's your reasoning, because he's he's not he's not uh, uh used to running a zone scheme, then why did you draft him in the first round? You knew who he was coming out of college, press man cornerback. That's your excuse is he's not ready to, to, to fit into this, this this zone scheme. He needs time to develop. So let's let's bring in Christian Benford because he has more Ben Christian Benford should have been your guy only. Forget, 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 forget uh Elam. 
that's a that's a cop out excuse, man. That's a cop out excuse. There is no reason why you should not have played this man from the jump. Take your lumps, let him learn. How else is this man gonna learn on the side? He ain't gonna learn on the sidelines. Come on, coach. And, and for some reason, Sean McDermott has this this thing with with certain rookies, man. Like puts them in the doghouse. I don't trust rookies. Blah blah blah. You know they gotta earn their stripes. This type of thing. You gonna get fired. You keep that up. Because this guy is way better than Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson proved to you that he's nothing but what he was and what he is. You know what I'm saying? And now you wasted half of this man's season of development when you could have put him in from the jump. How much further along could he have been during the, by the playoffs? This man could have been way down the line. And he tends to do that with certain first-round I don't know, man. Man. Talk to me, Silas. Sauce Gardner. Talk Tariq to me Wollin. about the rookie cornerbacks who start. Yeah. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen. And did we talk about him? Martin Emerson. Yeah. Boy. Derek Stingley. Come on. When he's not hurt, Trent McDuffie. And Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant played too. And Cam Taylor Britt, too. Cam yeah. Taylor Britt. Uh Jalen Watson. Um even the guys in 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 the Ravens. Jalen Armand David, even they played him when they when they had some injuries in their secondary. They played him and they let him go out there and make mistakes. And that's what you do with rookies. You play these guys early in the season. You let them make their mistakes. And you make you let them make their mistakes in week one through week six, week yes. seven, whatever. Because by the time you get to week 15, they have made their mistakes. They've learned they and learned adjusted. Right. And they're ready to rock. That's why Kansas City's defense since like week 10 has been one of the best in the league. Because they got a bunch of young rookies. They got George Karloftis. They got Leo Chennault. They got Trent McDuffie. They got Jalen Watson. They got a bunch of guys that they play in. And these guys have played from the beginning. From the beginning. And they are now in the playoffs playing good football that's what you expect out of good coaches that's what good coaches do especially when you draft a guy in round one round one now you cannot convince me that this was this is brandon bean's thought like that like this is what he envisioned i'm gonna draft a guy in round one to be our cornerback two opposite trey white when he comes back and my coaches are gonna sit him for the majority of the year and then at points in the season, have him completely inactive. If this goes, man, look, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, man. Like I, I know, I know, we were talking about like, like, yo, Sean McDermott don't need to be fired. But I'm t- if you don't cut that heat up on him, he's gonna get very comfortable, very, very comfortable, and it's gonna go back to what my man had said earlier. Uh, I can't remember where his, where his comment is, but he was talking about wasting the years of Josh Allen. You're going to waste this guy's prime prime years. His prime prime years years on some dumb coaching decisions. And I think he's getting very comfortable. He loves his seat right now, one Bills drive. He's like, yo, I got Josh Allen and we good. But fam, you better coach like you understand how fortunate you are. Do you know how many coaches would love to be in your position right now with a guy like Josh Allen and these weapons at their disposal? And you're sitting here playing like, 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 like you just like you just expect it. Come on, man. You about to if they waste the prime years of Josh Allen, this has to be the worst debacle 
of an organizational decision of organizational decisions that I've ever seen in my life. That everybody needs to go if they do that. I'm not expecting that to happen, but some serious changes need to take place, man. We have to be real and honest. I know we all love this team. We love the Bills, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, rah, 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 go Bills, go Bills. The Bills make me want to shout, all that kind of stuff. Look, I'm done clapping them up right now, okay? I'm done clapping them up. I need to see them make some changes. They have to, man, because what do they say? Insanity is, is, is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting, this, expecting different results. You cannot continue to make the same decisions and think that, oh, just because I got Josh Allen, we're going to be good. Well, what if you don't? So what if you don't? Then what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, like we need our coaching needs to step up. Kev. They, they definitely need, need, need to step up. What do you think, Kev, uh, needs to take place, man? Uh, uh, some some changes, man. Like, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm, I'm gonna bring this around to, to everybody in here. All three of you, all, all two of you guys. Uh, let me let me let me pull it up here real quickly. Where's it at? Where's it at? Why, why uh, you find that, Rev? I just want yeah, to say. Go ahead. I saw someone in the comments say that the Bills acquired Dean Marlowe, and then he sat on the bench, and we're starting Cam Lewis over him. And not saying that Dean Marlowe would have made that play on Justin Jefferson, but how are you going to justify starting Cam Lewis? And then we you saw, bring in Xavier Rhodes, he's playing well, and then you cut him. We saw Why? we saw what Dean Marlowe did against the Dolphins in that playoff game. We saw how he how how he was was defending his own guy and then and then and then got in that zone and, and picked it off, that ball off. Like Dean Dean Marlowe, come on, man. Well, Dean Marlowe was out of position on that play. He actually got very <laughs> lucky on that play, but still, but he still I, was, I mean, had, was athletic Dean Marlowe, in that play. Right. Dean Marlowe understands how to play too high. And what we should have been doing this entire game, well, I'm not going to say the entire game, but for the majority of this game, we should have been running too high, press man underneath, and subbing Dane Jackson in and whenever Kyrie or Trey needed a blow. Yes. That's what should have been happening. I should have been having Cameron all year Johnson, long. Because your pass rush is not getting home. So you need the coverage to get out there. And you need the coverage to give the pass rush more time to get home. And what yes. is with not giving – Boogie Bass was the only guy that actually made plays on the defensive line. He's the only one that actually made a play. Yep. But we keep sitting this guy for A.J. Epinesa. Bust. Didn't even I'm going right now. Bust. It. He's a bust. Bust. Bro. bust. Absolute bust. We need to overhaul some things on this defense. <sighs> A.J. needs to go. Oliver needs to go. Resign Tremaine. Poyer needs to go. Don't no, move man. Benford to safety. Draft a safety. Start him day one and let him learn. So by the time we get to week 15, this kid who is fast and can hit will be ready to go and play playoff football and actually make a difference. Actually that? not bite. Any, any, any safety we yeah. draft. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them I mm -hmm. love. We can take any of these guys. You're a DB coach, right, McDermott? Well, right. go here's a coach DB. Him up. Get him ready. But he's probably going to sit him on the bench. But we, we, we've we been building this team to beat Kansas City. Oliver and AJ trade package to move back into the second round. Listen, let's do it. Let's get a couple of picks for those guys. But we've been building a team to beat Kansas City all of this time. Yeah. And the Bengals came up and 
supplanted us as the as the number two team because I fully think Kansas City is going to win this weekend. But they they just came in and and came, they came into our building, punched us in the mouth. They ran they ran the type of offense that a team that plays in the snow all the time should, should be, be running. running. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't do it. And we didn't do it. We got out coached, out executed, and out game plan for this entire that this entire game was just a was just a huge collection of all of the issues that this team has had all year coming to right coming right yep. into your face. Just everything, a perfect storm of all the problems that we've had all year. And they like to say you are who you are in your it's last game. game. Well, guess what? This is who we are. A bad O-line, a pass rush that does not exist outside mm. of Von Miller, and the worst, the worst coaching decisions on both sides of the football, a, 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 a sign of hubris and arrogance when when not being yes. able to adjust. Like you have to adjust to what they're giving you. You have to. You have to. And they were playing soft coverage on the outside. Where's the four yard curls to Diggs and the four yard curls to 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 um to Davis? We got a five foot six Isaiah Isaiah McKenzie playing slot, but you got the six foot four uh, Isaiah Hodgins balling and balling balling as a slot receiver in, in, in with the Giants. Why didn't he get a shot? Why didn't Khalil Shakir take snaps away? Like, is it hard to throw to a six foot guy than it is a five foot six guy? I don't think so. There some boneheaded- so many changes, right? So, so many changes need to happen, man. So many boneheaded decisions, man. So many bone. And, and, and here's 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 my question for both of you guys, and even to everybody in the chat and those who are who are watching live, man. Shout out to you guys, man. Do me this favor, smash that like. Hit the subscribe button and turn on those bell notifications. I told you we're gonna go long tonight because we got a lot to get off our chest, and you guys are still rocking with us. And we got because we're gonna keep on talking about this. Let's have this conversation. So my question, man, when you when you look at when you look at this this season, right, thirteen and three regular season, right, get bouncing the division around, uh, and according to our, our our GM, word, I mean, his own words, his own words, blown out. He said, I'm, I'm going to call it a blowout. 17 points, I'm going to call it a blowout. That's what he said in his presser. Blowout at home when you're talking about securing the number one seed and how important this is and the playoffs running through Buffalo. You just got blown out of your own building. Okay? So now that the season is culminated and it's over with and we're sitting here looking at this team that we have right now, who are the Buffalo Bills? Like, like who, like who are the Buffalo Bills? Like, I don't want to hear about this trust of process, playoff caliber championship. I don't want to hear none of that, that, that regurgitated nonsense. Like, like, who are the Buffalo Bills? And, and, and let's, let's, let's get a, before I come to you guys and answer the question, I want to get an outside perspective, an outsider's uh, uh, perspective on what they think the Buffalo Bills are. Check this out, man. This, 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 is, this is from, this, this first clip is from Bucky Brooks, okay, on the uh, Move Sticks podcast. This is what Bucky Brooks had to say. Check this out. Yeah, so it's funny. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You talked about that uh, offense and the way they're built and the clear identity that I believe the Cincinnati Bengals have. I believe the Buffalo Bills are a bit of a crossroads. Um, We've seen this team in the last three years appear to be a team that is ready to go to the Super Bowl, but they've fallen short. And now I wonder if this team is not only plateaued, but if they're now beginning to regress and come back to the pack. And so when you're looking at the team and you're trying to figure out how can you help them get better, they have to figure out offensively what is our identity going to be. Are we going to continue to be the big play team that really um, hangs on uh, the, the success that Josh Allen is able to kind of produce with these magical plays? Or can they build a more balanced offense to take some of the pressure off of him to kind of be the big play hunter where they can play a more controlled game? Because that was the difference in this game uh, on Sunday. The Bengals could play a control game with Joe Burrow kind of changing speeds, whereas Josh Allen is always going to be the big play hunter. I think Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean have to sit down and assess how can we take a very good offense and make it better because what we've been doing the last three years has not been good enough to get us over the hump. Man, Bucky Brooks coming in, yo, and, and he just he just laid it out like like perfectly talking about what the team is. And then he questioned it like like like, like I wonder if this team has plat- not only plateaued, but regressed a little bit. Like, see that—that's the kind of things that that a lot of a lot of Bills fans don't want to hear. They don't want to hear about that, Will. They don't want to hear about that, Kev. Like, like, yo, this team could could have plateaued and possibly be regressing. I don't think it's because of the players on the on the field. I mean, you got the players. To me, it goes down to coaching. Like, I don't understand how you can have this level of talent and Josh Allen at the helm, and this team appear to be regressing because of certain play calls and certain uh, uh, philosophies on offense. Kevin, talk to me, man, about, about this Bill's offense. Because you, 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 you made some things, I mean, you mentioned some things here in your, in your, uh, in your article about the offense that are kind of, as you said, mind-blowing to you. So uh, what are your thoughts about Ken Dorsey and his offense this year? 
That was a perfect segue. I didn't see that Bucky Brooks clip, but he pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Did you guys see Michael Florio too? That thread on Twitter. If you guys yeah. haven't seen it, that was perfect. He laid it all out there and I actually posted that on my Facebook page. And I said, I'm coming out with the big end of the season article towards the end of the week. But for now, read this because this guy is spot on calling out everything that is wrong with the bills. So that's a good segue because in terms of the bills identity, they never had one. Josh Allen was yeah. the identity. I, I wrote that in the article where it seemed like the game plan every week was to have Josh do everything and put the team on his shoulders and put up video game numbers as if he were playing Madden because mm-hmm. they were living and dying by the deep ball. And the thing that really, really agitated me was that Dorsey's motto was let's play smart, but not conservative. So that means right. we're going to be aggressive, but just be smart about it. But that leads to a lot of mistakes and a lot of interceptions and a lot of red zone turnovers that we weren't seeing with Josh before. Now that's on both of them. But when you have that motto, the key word there is smart. How smart is it when you're up by three points in the first round of the playoffs and you're in the fourth quarter, you're trying to preserve the lead, you're trying to chew up clock, and you take two deep shots to Gabe Davis. <laughs> How smart is that? And then you get sacked on third down, and you have to punt, and you use 59 seconds a clock. Or how smart is it when you, when it's third and two in the divisional round, and instead of keeping the ball in your best player's hands and doing a QB-designed run, you throw a 40-yard bomb to Gabe Davis, who, by the way, had a 52% catch rate this year. So I don't get how they're trying to be smart but not conservative because all I'm seeing is aggressiveness. And that's pretty much the identity, is that they don't know how to use a short field. And that's what I said in the article. It is mind-boggling how they did not implement a short passing game because wasn't that the main goal this year from the offensive point of view? Remember, I remember I was just starting Buffalo Fanatics last year, so maybe we didn't talk about this too much. But I was saying right along, the Bills – goal was they wanted to add speed right they wanted to get yards after the catch how can we beat Kansas City we need more speed so you draft James Cook in the second round you draft Khalil Shakir in the fifth round and then during the season you acquire Naheem Hines guys those three players combined for 36 receptions all season Hines had six receptions or no excuse me he had five receptions he had six rushes for negative three yards how does that even make sense don't you leave like, the I, I'm at a loss for words how you can't formulate that and say, oh, we want to get better with yards after the catch. We want to take the pressure off of Josh. We don't want him to take those big hits. We want him to to take the take what the defense is giving you. But let's just abandon the slants, the crossers, the out routes, uh, screen passes, check downs, hit someone out. Exactly. None of that. No, no trick plays. No, Forget I say this- let me say this, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, man. Like, forget all this. Oh, Josh didn't take the check down. Yo, you didn't. You didn't put this stuff in your design. Like, th- th- like this was nowhere in your play design. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Like, like this guy has. He did nothing play design wise to scheme guys open like this. We. I mean, this was talked about last last year, Kev, about about Brian Dorsey and really like you know like every year. There was like something about Josh's game that needed to be improved upon. And I think his second year, it was like, okay, the, the intermediate routes are like the underneath routes, right? And so he worked on that. And then we did it with, with Cole Beasley, all that kind of stuff. And then you come in here look, looking for yak. You got a yak guy in Killer Shakir, fam. And he's on the freaking sideline all year. 
for Isaiah McKenzie, I, for Isaiah, a little dirty, I can barely catch McKenzie, who, who, who looked okay in camp and won the job by default, quote-unquote, because Jameson Crowder went down with injury. And, oh, Sean McDermott don't really trust rookies, so here's Khalil Shakir, the better option, bigger, stronger, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, a higher ceiling guy. He's a, he sits the bench. He's a, your yak guy that you say you want is sitting on the bench all year long. And whenever he gets a chance, he, he, he shows up. He, he shows up, man. Look, I let me, let me, Kevin, before I get to get to what you're saying, and I just had to say that. Yeah, Whittle, man, you look, you got to get I feel you, man. Let me get into the super chat real quick, Whittle. Let me, let me, let me read the super chat from it's uh, Cameo. Appreciate the super chat. He says, yo, uh, man, we don't have the right players at key positions. He says, fam, we undersize at, a, at the line and on D and at corner. Plus, we need a running back. Plus, we need a running back. There ain't really too much of that that I disagree. I mean, I agree with just about everything. We don't have the right players at key positions. Yeah, we talked about that with Whittleman on the defensive line. Undersized interior on the defensive line. Undersized on the offensive line. We don't have no, no physicality at all. You know what I'm saying? Running back. At this, at this point, freak, a running back ain't going to really do nothing right now because we don't know who we are. We have no idea, Kevin, like you mentioned. Like, we have no identity offensively. N- none. And let, me, and, let, and let me go I mean, go ahead, go ahead, and then I want to – I've got another clip for everybody to take a look at, too, from somebody I, else who has something yeah, else to I, say I about say, this offense. We did have a running back. We had multiple running backs, but we refused to use them. Devin Singletary did everything that this team asked him to. And Whittle and I talked about it on our spaces throughout the year that he needs 18 to 20 touches a game, and they would totally abandon him. James Cook averaged over, uh, I think it was 5.7 yards per carry this year. He was in the doghouse. He really stepped it up. Where was that down the stretch? I think Singletary had six rushes. Cook had five last Sunday. 11 rushing attempts between your top two running backs in a playoff game in the snow. Are you kidding me? Now, I, I know they were behind, and you're you're playing catch-up, so that flipped the script a little bit, but <laughs> we know how this offense was. I think if the score was the opposite, they'd still be throwing 40 times a game. And here's what's so frustrating, Kev, because at the beginning of – in the offseason, maybe you guys remember this. I remember, I remember it vividly. When, when Dable left and, and got the job with the, with the Giants, they entered the offseason, and at the, pre, at, the, at the combine, there was a press conference – that that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean had, okay, and at this time they made some changes, some coaching changes, right? We know they 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 promoted Ken Dorsey, uh, then they added Aaron Cromer, okay. Remember Aaron Cromer years back in Buffalo uh, as an old line coach. Man, their team led the league in rushing back to back years, okay. Then in in in, uh, in free agency, they bring in Roger Saffold who's known to be a very good run blocker in his career, at least, right? Sean McDermott gets up at this combine press conference, and he talks about – somebody asked him about, about, the, about the coaching changes and why he made certain changes. He said, yo, this is giving us a, 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 an opportunity to rebrand and reset, to rebrand ourselves as an offense and reset a little bit. And then – Brandon Bean came on and talked about the, the, the need and the focus for them this offseason was to protect Josh Allen and to protect him from himself. 
protect him from himself because they don't want to have a Cam Newton on their hands who's getting beat up year in and year out. And you've got this generational talent who's out of the league in seven years because he keeps getting hit. And that's the kind of game he plays. So you want to protect him and protect him from himself. That's not just the offensive line. That's protecting him with the run game. Sean McDermott talks about balance all the time. We need to balance. We need more balance, more balance, more balance. Balance this, balance that. So let's bring in Aaron Cromer, his O-line coach, who, who, who last time he was here, man, everywhere he really went, has a dominant run game. Let's do this. Let's bring in this big uh, Roger Stafford. Yeah, he's up in his, in, in his career, but he's known to be a, run, a road blocker, a road grader. Okay? What happens this year? They do the freaking opposite. They don't do any of that. There's really no balance. When they do see that the run game works to a degree, they come off of it. They come off of it, man, because they look at, oh, well, wait, I've got, I've got Josh Allen. What are we doing? We need, to, we need to pass the ball, pass the ball more. But I thought you said that you need to protect him from himself and you want more balance. How is that more balanced? And you continue to just throw the ball around, around the yard and put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. And there's a contingency of fans who say, when we're talking about you know, having a run game this year, not necessarily saying we need to go to a ground and pound offense, but have a legitimate run game to remove the pressure from Josh Allen to where he doesn't have to be Superman all the time and how that's going to make the offense more effective. People were like, Rev, how can you get the ball out of Josh Allen's hand? He's your best player. How can you remove him, you know, take the ball out of his hands? You don't want to do that. That's dumb. What happened this year? We put the ball in his hands, and here we are sitting on the outside looking in. But look, don't take my word for it. Okay, it's one thing for you to listen to me, a fan, right? Talk about the offense and, and, and what we think about the offense, right, Kev, right, Silas? We talk about it all the time. Here's, here's somebody, a much more respected individual than, than either of us are, who watches tons of tape, ton of tape, lives in the film room. Listen at what he had to say about the Buffalo Bills offense, and a lot of people got upset about it, but it was nothing but straight facts. Listen at this. I think we've become a little enamored with the fact that Allen is so special as a talent that we lose sight of the fact that this team does not have a real good O-line. They don't have a consistent run game, which they're trying to develop. And really, they have one real good receiver and then a bunch of other guys. So, you know, I think the sense is that, oh, this is a super talented offense. It's not a super talented offense. And it's built around Josh Allen being special every single game. And that's hard to play that way. <sighs> Greg Cosell spit nothing but facts. Nothing but facts. Talked about the offense, about what it is. And uh, a lot of people heard that, you know, about, oh, we've got one, one good wide receiver in, and that's about it. And they got upset. But that's the truth, man. Like, that's really – what they have. It's it's Josh Allen or nothing. And it's Josh Allen hero ball or nothing. There's no design to the offense. There's no creativity. There is no flow. It's disjointed. I've heard him say that before. It seems disjointed at times. And they seem to find a way in moments to rely on Josh Allen to give them the chance to win the game. And and they and I think they've gotten a little a little intoxicated by that. You know what I'm saying? Like they've been so used to it. That that's what they think. And this offense is really nothing, man. I get the numbers. I get all that. But, it, but we all know this is Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen is making Dorsey look a lot better than who he really, really is. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot better than who he really is. And you remove Josh from the equation. This, this, this team is a, is, is, a, is a 500 team. 
you you get Josh Allen out and you keep Ken Dorsey in this offense, it's a 500 team at best with the talent that they have. It, it's, it's and it's due to coaching, man. It's due to coaching. Um, you, you guys go ahead and talk about that, man. For uh, Silas and, and I'm, I'm gonna get to you, man. What do you what, what are your comments and your thoughts about what uh, uh, about what Greg Cosell did uh, had to say? And I'm gonna try to I'm trying to drop this link here in the chat. You guys, let me know, man, if you can get it. I just dropped it um, because I want to hear from you guys. Um, I don't know, man, Kevin. Maybe you can help me out. Uh, um, but, I, but yeah, go ahead, Widow. Tell me what you tell me your thoughts about about Greg Cosell. Well, I mean, he's exactly right. Um, you know, they 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 did a lot of talking in the offseason about what they were going to try to do, and they they lied to us. They yeah. brought in they brought in Aaron Cromer, and he was supposed to fix the line. Bates looks worse this year than he did last year. Spencer Brown looks ten times worse than he did last year. Deion Dawkins hasn't played as well as he did last year. And Mitch Morse hasn't played as well as he did last year. Right. The run game hasn't imp- the run game hasn't really improved. They added some wrinkles in here and there, but they didn't consistently utilize those those wrinkles like the pin and pull concept, like uh, the counters off the counter off tackle play that they were run where they would pin down um, with uh, Gabe Davis or or Dawson Knox on the uh, on on the defensive end. And then pull uh, Spencer Brown out in space. They didn't do any of this. Right. You've got a bunch of guys on this line who are supposed to be competent run blockers, and you constantly have them in shotgun, in passing sets, retreating, retreating, retreating. There was a guy on Twitter that said he was in a space. He and I were in a space um, maybe a few months ago, and he was saying the problem with your offensive line. He said offensive linemen want to go forward sometimes like when you call a run play offensive linemen get excited because now they get to go and attack and you're not doing this you're not doing it at all and the numbers don't lie Gabe Davis and and Isaiah McKenzie while they may be nice guys and everybody likes them on the team they're not producing they're not producing at a level they're not producing to the level that you need them to produce in order to in order to advance in the playoffs Ed Oliver has not produced. I don't. I. I has has Ed Oliver had more than four sacks, more than five sacks in a season? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And I and I thought for sure that this year with finally having a, a legit one tech in Daquan Jones and then bringing Tim, I thought he was gonna. Yeah. Ha- I think he was gonna go off. Didn't There's happen. no more excuses. The, the, no. the excuses are, are gone. You were supposed to be able. You were supposed to be dominant this year because you have a legit one tech. And they can't even double team you because Von Miller's on the other side. Yeah. Where were all of the sacks before Von Miller got hurt? I didn't see him. I didn't see him either. <laughs> I didn't see him either. So it's it's, it's all it's all talk, man. It seems they like had an opportunity to address yeah. some of the things that they wanted to address in the in the uh draft this year. And we right. took two linebackers that didn't even dress. We took Terrell Bernard in the third round. Right. And he didn't even dress against Cincinnati. Yeah. He didn't even dress. He didn't even dress. We could have taken the interior offensive lineman right after that, Dylan Parham. We took Baylor Spector in what, the seventh round? Yeah. Or sixth round or whatever it was. I think it was seventh round pick. He didn't even play. What was no, the not, point? If, not, if we just all. needed a guy to play special teams and come off the bench, we could have kept Joe Giles Harris for that. We could have kept him up there. 
I mean, if you're trying to save money, that's fine. You cut Joe Giles Harris or whatever. We could have signed Bay Respecto as a as a, uh, a, a, a undrafted free agent, or you could have got any linebacker to come come out there. You could have got anybody to come and 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 uh, linebacker and play special teams. Yeah, you could have got anybody, but you could have used that seventh round pick to go and get a lineman, go and get somebody that you could actually use. Amari yeah. Barno went in the sixth round to the Carolina Panthers. That dude is going to be a monster. He's insurance in case Brian Burns leaves. Where's our insurance when Von Miller goes down? We don't yeah. have it. We don't have it. We don't have it. Uh, um, they they lied to us. They lied like, to like, us. Like you make, you're, making, you're making a lot of good points, man. And I'm getting, fresh, I'm getting frustrated thinking thinking about all the all the what, what could have happened, you know, and, 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 and the way this uh, – I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I, I want to hear. Me, I want to hear. I want to hear from more. other. I want to hear from I'm other. Guys. Okay, let me throw one more out there. Yeah, right? go ahead. I got. I got one quick thing to say too. After Whittle. All right, let's, 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 all right. You, you got. You guys. You guys. Matter, matter of fact, put a pin in it real quickly. All right, because uh, man, we, we've been we've been two hours at it, and uh, we'll get it. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, shout out to the chat. We've got a lot. Look, we're gonna be talking for for a while. Okay, but now I want to give you guys a chance, man, to come on here and share your thoughts. What do you guys think about the conversation? I've got a couple of people already in here, ready, ready to go. So let's do this right now. Um, um, Steve, uh, you're, you're up next. So we're going to bring him on, man. Give me, give me a, a thumbs up when you're ready to go, man. You ready to go? All right, my man Steve L is coming in right now. Steve, what is going on, baby? How you feeling, man? How you feeling? Welcome to Rated Rev. I'm glad you're here. What are your thoughts, yeah. on, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. Um, you know, right now, the the rookie contract window is open so from now going forward it's going to be much harder but we can still do it we can still do it so buffalo fans don't give up hope you guys are the best fans when i think about buffalo fans i really always hope for them to get a super bowl because i'm a bills fan and i'm so proud of this fan group because they the bills fans reminds me of like the who's you know in the grinch stole christmas even when the grinch takes all the gifts away you know, even when this team yeah. twenty year drought, they still come to the stadium and show love. So, yeah. But right now, it's gonna be be tough because Brandon. Here's the facts: Brandon Bean missed on a lot of picks. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Number two, and this is Rev. You got to do this too, because in the beginning of the season, you said a lot of takes like, "Oh, you know, Davis is gonna be this great number I two, believe- and yeah. all you know, this guy's gonna leap forward, and this guy's like, you gotta like." the you gotta you can't take an anomaly and think that it's gonna be a, a trend you gotta mm-hmm. be you gotta see like okay this guy can improve a little even our top picks oliver got better but a little bit tremaine got better a little bit not everyone leaps like josh allen that's mm-hmm. an anomaly yeah so now, now i so, will say this steve i will say this about about gabe davis i mean if we're just looking at stats just just, just numbers wise um i did say at the beginning of the season i thought i thought that the Bills were going to have two thousand yard receivers in, in Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis got close, over eight hundred yards. He was close, but he has a fifty percent drop rate. You know, catch when, rate. So, so when you when you look at Gabe Davis's numbers and you look at where he ranks, he's ranking. When you look at the page of wide receivers, he's on yeah. page three, below yeah. tight ends. Yeah. So he's a top number three receiver and a bottom number two receiver, and that's just mm-hmm. a fact. And he might it get is. get a little bit better. But there's a reason why he's a fifth rounder. He's got the height. He's got great hands, but he has pro- problems separating. He only ran a certain amount of routes yeah, in college, he never so he separate. Yeah, there's there's a limit to what he can do. And when he got deep, it's when he lined up in the slot. So that's these mm-hmm. are things that you you got to know. So 
And whenever you want to measure Buffalo roster against another team, it's just a simple exercise. Just ask how many players on this team could start for that team. And when you think about it, it's really this year, it's really Josh, it's probably Milano, and it's probably Diggs. And by the way, Diggs many times would be the number two receiver on the premier teams like Philadelphia, like San Francisco, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, even like teams eliminated like Dallas and Miami, Diggs might be the I number two. With, or, I, 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 just, I disagree with, with Dallas. But it, it, it might be like 1A. But Josh is the only one that'd be like, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe, he'd be maybe, maybe like 1A. Like Diggs, like one Diggs. Eight. Sal, Sal, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get on that, Silas, because he, he, right. he came off the couch for that one. <laughs> Sal, Sal, what, what do you think about, about Diggs, man? About, uh, you know, if he was on, on another team, let's say the top teams, like like like, like Steve mentioned. Let's, I mean, he didn't even throw out the Cincinnati, Bengals, San Francisco. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philly. Um, Dallas. He he's he start he started on all those. Teams. What what about my what about Miami? He, he started he, on he, he started on that team too. They would they is. would move Jalen Waddle to the slot. To, oh yeah, Jalen Waddle's going, but he would be behind Tyreek. Ty, Tyreek he would like be the league. Tyreek yeah. like the league in yards in, in, in receiving. And he yards. would. So when you're looking at Buffalo being a Super Bowl caliber team, we have to have guys. That when other teams look at us, be like, oh man, our our number one receiver might be a one A or a number two on their team. So this is what don't get don't get in your feelings. I'm just bringing out facts. I'm not in my feelings. I, I, just, I, just, I just, just don't disagree with, with that. You. Yeah, I just don't. I, yeah, I disagree with with you about about Diggs. Now yeah. other players and, and you know we, we can talk about that. But Diggs, yeah, no, right. I think he's a dog. So anyway. when you look what, teams in the NFL, Steve. And yeah, when you two, when you look at receivers on each of them. That's 64. You can't name me 10 receivers better than Stefan Diggs. I don't think right. you can name five. Right. So, you know, you're right. I can't I can't name Tyreek. I can't name um the the number one receiver on Cincinnati. I just forgot his name. Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. Um Jamar, I can't name him. I can't name the the wide receiver on the Raiders. I also can't name AJ Brown. I also can't name AJ like Brown's um, not better than Stephon Diggs. No. I also can't name um you know Debo. I can't name. Debo's I can't not name better than Diggs either. I I'm saying I can't name five. I can't name five. But they're no. But see, you're, the, name, you're naming guys that are not better. They're not better. Yeah. Right. But the separation is very close, and we can only say this about Diggs, Allen, and maybe Milano this year. So when you looked at when you looked at when you looked at um Atlanta I mean Cincinnati coming into Buffalo they had 12 to 13 pro bowlers or pro bowl alternates we have like maybe like 3 four players at that level or maybe used to be at that level but now only have maybe name recognition so so this is like a big issue and everyone's seeing it now now that it's exposed like big time everyone's seeing it so this off season Right. There's guards in there's guards in the in the free agency. There's also young safeties in free agency. So what you're looking at is that in the draft, what's going to come down to the first three rounds, there's going to be a great running back. There's going to be a great wide receiver and possibly a great tackle or a great um, pass rusher in those three rounds. And we're going to have to choose the right combo, and we're going to have to hit on all three because otherwise we're going to be back to where we are. Because if we have some real freaky players in those assets, it's great that we have Tremaine, but as you see, like linebackers, 
aren't as critical, depending on the scheme, as a pass rusher, as a shutdown corner. Trey White, you know, just as much as we love Trey White, even if he didn't get injured, just by how many years he's played in a quarterback, in a corner's like lifespan, this is where usually it's on the decline. And if if Miami had traded Xavier Howard when he had value, they'd be in a better position. So it should be on the table. Can we trade Trey White? Also, should uh, we trade? Steve, Steve, Steve. Should I'm, we I'm, trade? Steve, Steve. Should we trade? Oliver, those no, okay, also, okay. Oliver, they, we can talk about, we can talk about, but, 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 yeah. but Trey White, yeah, yeah, no, I'm at, the, I'm at, I'm at the, we're going to part ways on that one. And Steve, look, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, I, I like, I like some of the tastes you, you said. Uh, I disagree with some of the stuff about Diggs and other players, man. But, but I feel where you're coming from. Uh, shout out to you it's guys. It's close. Man. It's it, close. We have to it, have more yeah, separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dig, Diggs superior, is top five. Yeah, Dig, Diggs is top. Dig, Diggs is top five, man. But yo, I, I, let me let me get to ransom, Steve. So I appreciate yeah. you, man. All right, have a good yeah. one, baby. So, uh. Yeah, yeah, there, there was, you know, I disagree with Diggs, yo, and 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 I don't, I'm not comparing Pro Bowlers or all pros to all pro players to, to another team's all. Pro. Look, at the end of the day, man, we we get out coached, okay, out coached, because even with the players that we have on this team, if they're not if they're not you know on the same elite level, you know, as as as, as other teams, these guys, if they're coached properly, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, it, it, it can handle business, and so yeah, forget forget all that. Okay, forget all that. Um, it's, it's, the, the, you know, the the Edmund slander needs to stop. Yo, now. yo, y- yes. Like there, I get, I get, I get harassed by people, or I get harassed by other fans from other teams on Twitter all the time. Like, are y'all gonna resign Edmonds? You think they gonna resign Edmonds? The the Dolphins would sign Edmonds tomorrow. The Jets would Jets sign would Edmonds sign. tomorrow. The Steelers would sign Edmonds tomorrow. There are tons of teams that would sign Edmonds tomorrow. Like, and, and 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 look and let me say this and, and uh, we're, we're gonna get to ransom here here shortly. And I was I was talking about about Edmonds man a lot of times I was I was critiquing him like yo I don't know man this guy he just he still seems to be making some of the same rookie mistakes and blah blah. And then people were like yo Reb, it's it's a D line man get him get him a one tech in front of him and watch what he does. You know he's getting he's he has he has to take on uh old lineman you know get to the second level give him a clean a, a clean a clean uh, path to the quarterback and, and and watch him watch him. Well this year we get Daquan Jones what happens. Tremaine Evans has his best year, the best season of his career. DMX, DMX three six nine eight with the comment of the day so far. Where's it at? We need to frame it. Defense is not a priority, bro. It's not. No, you have to outscore these no. teams. The number no. one defense over the last two years has given up thirty five points and four hundred plus yards. Yeah, we everybody's score prediction, and I'm robbing this from a buddy of mine off of yeah. uh, Twitter Spaces. Uh, Dale, if Dale is out there watching, this is Dale's thing. He came up with this. He said, give me your score prediction. And everybody's score prediction had Cincinnati scored somewhere between 24 and 28 points. They scored 27. So that means the offense let us down. Big time. Because we only scored 10. Big time. I mean, the you defense let us down, too. But yeah, you're right. But, if you yeah. score, if you were to say the Bengals were going to score 27 points, I think a lot of fans would say, "Okay, we can score 28." I yeah. mean, we what, what were we uh, averaging? What 30 points a game here, here, here? The last what? How many games? Like so, when when you when you get down to this, and and you, and you get down to these types of teams, offensive juggernauts, defense out the window because you're not going to make any stops against these guys, right? I mean, we saw what happened in the, against the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? We saw what happened like that. Like defense can get you so far. 
You know what I'm saying? But you need, but you need, you you need an offense, man, especially in this league right now that is so offense and pass centric. You know, you have to be able to put these points up. You have to be able to compete. And we just, we just, we just didn't do it. We, I'm gonna give my man a uh, ransom. My man Ransom is coming on Ransom. Uh, give me a thumbs up, man, when you're ready. Hey, real quick, I just want to say, um, Rev told me to kind of man the, the chat here. So when you guys come on, just drop a comment in there and let me know what you want to talk about. Then we'll get this thing moving. All right, my man Ransom. Ransom is ready to go. Let me bring him on the screen real quick. What's up, Ransom? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Can you hey, hear me? Good. Oh, man, yeah, you sound good, man. You sound good. What's on your mind, baby? Uh, I've been a Bills fan for a long time, brother. I've been through the good times, the drought, and now to this. My big thing is, is like, I got a couple things I want to say. Brandon Bean, when he first came in, he said he had to start building this team from the draft. Mm -hmm. He has not done that since he's got here. He keeps spending money at these lines and nothing's happening. It's the same thing year after year. Right. Jermaine Edmonds. First year he came in, they made an NFL film about him and said he was on a tear. And if he kept the pace that he was on, he could be at the top of, like, linebacker play in the NFL history. But he had a good guy in front of him, like you said. And then last year he kind of fell off because they didn't have that guy. This year they brought someone in and had some, you know, uh, Jaquan Jones had a little bit up front, so he had a great season back to where he was. But they were uh, sending him in blitzes the first season and all kinds of stuff. None of that. The whole scheme has changed. You're sending freaking linemen out to cover receivers. I, I, I just I, I don't get why you got 12 defensive tackles and you don't have the defensive players you need where you need them. And then this whole thing about Stefan Diggs, okay? Man, listen, I love every one of my Bills brothers and sisters. But, dude, this much separates him this much. Shut the hell up, okay? Stefan Diggs is a great receiver. The right. problem is we don't have a number two because when we don't have a number two, they double-team Stefan Diggs. and It's like gorillas in the mist, brother. Where are you? Where are you? I can't find you. Okay? Because then, you yeah. don't have a number two and you're picking up scrawny running backs. I'm sorry. If you start next year with James Cook and Hines, we are in trouble because they do not know how to use a pass-catching running back. They do not run screens. James Cook comes out. They said, oh, my God, best pass-catching running back to come out of uh, the draft mm -hmm. in forever. <laughs> What's it? Where was that? Shakir played better than a lot of the receivers that we have, and they just yeah, roasted yeah. him on the bench. Yep, yep, yep. It's Ransom, aggravating. I, I, love, I love it, man. I, I love what you're saying. It, it, I, I, I want to point out what you said here, 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 Ransom, about about uh, about Diggs, dude. Look, Diggs is a dog. I don't care what yes. you say. Top five <laughs> wide receiver in the national football. Like, not many players, receivers are up there with Diggs. I don't care what anybody's right. talking about right now. Okay, this guy, you, you expect defense. Like if you if you look, if if a defensive coordinator is going to look at the Buffalo Bills offense and circle a player, you you better bet you 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 bet your bottom dollar, man. It's going to be Stephon Diggs. Okay, but as an OC, you already know that going in. You know Diggs is going to get doubled. 
But does that yeah. mean you just, does that mean you just you just throw in the towel and be like, well, they're gonna erase Diggs, you know what I'm saying? So we're just gonna be forget him. No, I mean you gotta have enough enough sense and enough intelligence to figure out a way to get him involved, regardless of the coverage. He's that right. type of animal. You got guys right. like 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 he, he like he brought up uh Devontae Adams. How many times did Devontae Adams, you know what I'm saying, get double covered in, in, in Green Bay and they still found a way to give him the ball? You know what I'm saying? That the Super Bowl like last year, Super Bowl last year, Cooper Cup, right? Cooper <laughs> Cup, OBJ went out, and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 McVay finally the light bulb clicked. He's like, you know what? We about to lose this game. I'm going to Cooper Cup. Come hell or high water, and team, and they right. knew it. The Bengals knew it was going to Cooper Cup, and they couldn't do nothing with him because they schemed him open. You've got a dog like that. You don't sit there and be content with allowing the defense to take him out of the game. You move them right. around the field and you be creative. There was nothing like that from Dorsey. Nothing. That's like for that. sure. I don't. I, I hate to say it. He's thirteen and three with a separation of eight points with three losses. He's not going nowhere. They don't. They. This team is so close. It's not a business. It's a family. And I'm not saying you can't be tight knit, but it's so close family that they can't make the tough decisions. That's right. I, 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 I Josh Allen, it, it, it really sucks when Josh Allen is supposed to be your quarterback and he's the number one rusher. What do you want me to do? Throw the ball? Oh, Josh Allen throws the ball. Josh Allen just made a fantastic block and caught the ball. Oh, my God, he's heading down the sidelines. Touchdown. Yeah. He can't do everything by himself, bro. He can't. You got to get him something. And, he and you're, you're, he's, I hate to say it, but you keep running him like you are. It's going to be Cam Newton all over again. This is what they did. Yeah. To Cam, and Cam down there, exactly right. And, and it, it's it's killing me. But who, who? I mean, I have my own group. I have a twelfth man mafia, um, and then I'm also the admin of Josh Allen's mafia. And you got you can post all your stuff on my page if you want or whatever. I'm fine with all that. It's just like I am so passionate about the Bills, and I keep every year saying, "Oh, there's next year." I'm tired of saying next year, bro. Me too, man. Me too, Ransom. It, it, it stabs you in the heart. I went to, my first game ever I went to was the Houston Oilers, Buffalo Bills game. We had the biggest comeback in NFL history. It cemented me in as a Buffalo Bill, even though my whole family was. But that cemented me in, and I've been here, and I just keep getting like, God, how, how do you back up 20 yards when you need 15 yards for a first time? It's How do you tough. back up six yards when you need four yards for a first down? I mean, come on, man. I, I played high school ball, and I know this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard. I mean, like, I don't understand what's going on. And A lot of it, a lot of it is not rocket science, man. I think, I think some of these guys, right. are, they're just so stuck in their, in their ways, man, their schemes where they're, they're just, they, they just think that it's going to work all the time, and, and you just don't get out of it. And they're finding yeah. out that it's not working, but I wonder whether or not they're going to have this, this reality check moment and decide, you know what, we need to we need to change some things up because it's not working. It hasn't been working in the biggest moments of our of our of our, of our careers, man, here in the playoffs. The ransom, man. I appreciate you, man, hopping on, baby. I love your takes, man. You got yeah, you got some fans in here talking about your ransom spitting facts. You know what I'm saying? Uh shout out to you, baby. Uh, we're gonna do this more often, I'm not one of them guys, Bills by 60. I'm gonna tell you what it is. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but th this is football, man. This is for men. There we go. Like it's a tough man sport, you know. I mean, women too. I'm sorry. I'm not like trying to ex exclude y'all, no, but you, you know, no, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> All right, Ransom. Have a good one, man. Appreciate you, man. Right, later, brother. All right, Thanks, go Bills, man.
Yo, Ransom, yo, he, yo, he, he was he was speaking some facts, man. He had a, he had a, he had a lot of stuff to say, man. Kevin, man, what was on your mind, man? Because I know there's some things that Ransom said that you wanted to talk about. To Did be honest, forget? I forgot now. Did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> you remember, you remember the part where I said like that, and I was going to say something? No, I don't. I got to retrace <laughs> my steps here. It was something good too. Yeah. Us, man. I don't know. He, he man, covered a lot of ground, though, because yeah, he did. He went from talking about what, what digs, thoughts, and then we started talking about the whole nine yards. So yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, well, he said exactly what Stefan Diggs has been saying for the majority of this season. There is no reason that any defense in the NFL should take him out of the game. Cooper None. Cup was get. They knew Cooper Cup was getting the football. They moved Cooper Cup all over the field, and they threw him the football. And they knew it was coming to him, and they still couldn't stop it. Yeah. When Jamar Chase got hurt, they knew the ball was going to T. Higgins. Couldn't stop it. It's it's competent. Feed this. This is winning time. Yeah, man. This is why you got this guy. Feed him the ball. He's just call hike and look at him. Yeah, like, and, and and it's and it's and it's more than just like oh, let's target him because you know you can look at the game like well he had what like ten targets, but it ain't it ain't about the, it, it ain't really about the about the targets man it's 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 really about about the uh the design man like the design of the offense and and being able to get him schemed up in the game plan like like you got to move you got to understand that like like Diggs is and I don't play chess man but like well, like yo he he's that top piece man like you like you got to have this guy moved around and and you have to dictate to defenses how you going to play you can't sit there and be reactive you need to be proactive and be like yo look defend this stop this this is our number one guy this is our dog top 5 wide receiver stop him if you can you know what I'm saying you can't just be you, you can't just roll over and show your belly and be like, oh, well, they double dig. So let's just, there he is. He's gone. He's out of the game. No wonder the man was throwing his hands up on the sideline looking at Josh. You know what I'm saying? Like, just looking like, like yo, what, what's going on, man? Like, like come on. Throw me the ball. He was telling him, stop listening to. Stop listening to Dorsey. Yes, because. <laughs> stop listening to that fool, man, because he don't know what he's talking about. He don't know what he's talking about. I, oh, man. There, there's no reason. There is no I, I'm going to always go back to this. 2019 and 2020, Josh Allen lived with those eight-yard curl routes. He lived, lived off, he lived off of those. John Brown, eight-yard curl route. Stephon Diggs, 10-yard, 12-yard yeah. curl route. Six-yard curl route. Quick slant. Until you force the corners to play tight. Then you beat them down the scene. Then you beat them down the sideline with a double yep. move. I trust Stefan Diggs to make that to make that make that uh to read that defender. Yeah. Every single time. Every and, time. You know, again, what uh DM, DMX said in the chat, we need to we need to go after offense. We need to draft playmaking wide receivers that can either take the top off the defense, that can route you up, or a guy that's gonna catch the football and run through a corner. And they got and they've got guys like that in this drive, and we need to go after them early. So, so, so before we get into into like 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 draft talking, what the the positional um, um, needs are on, on the team. This is this is what I want to ask uh, um, you and Kevin, and, and to everybody in the chat as well. As I put this put this banner up, man, um, I need you guys to do me this favor. Okay, what changes need to be made? Okay, and and I want you to pick one. I'm going to give you some options. 
going to give you some options when you think when you think about these these changes. What changes need to be made? Pick one. Is it coaching staff, personnel, scheme, philosophy? Coaching staff, personnel, scheme, philosophy. Which one do y'all want to take it first? You can only pick one. Kevin. Wait, yeah. Sorry, can you, re- can you repeat that? You cut out a little bit. You said coaching staff, philosophy, coaching staff, scheme. philosophy, Did scheme, and right? personnel, 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 players, like personnel. Okay. Well, I think I'll just go off of what I put in my article because I, I finished it by pretty much saying that I'm not one to call for firings or say, oh, clean house. We're, you know, this team is falling off the ladder. Um, you know, we're going to plateau or whatever. But like we've been saying right along in this show, it, it is true. This team will plateau, or like Bucky Brooks said, they're going to regress if they aren't aggressive. I want them to be as, as aggressive. I want the Bills to be as aggressive this offseason as they were on offense this year. Mm. Put the like throw the deep ball every play. And by that, I mean if that means a shakeup with firing Ken Dorsey or Leslie Frazier, then so be it. Like, I like both of those guys. I think they did a lot of good things this year. And and that's the thing. And maybe this is a point that when you said, what were you going to say? And I was like, hmm, I can't remember. I had a lot of those stops going through my head. But one of them was that the Bills finished top five in a lot of categories. And the stats are very, very favorable. And the DVOA and the total yards and the points and all this. But I want them to look outside of that and Mm. say talk so what we won 13 games in the regular season but we didn't win the super bowl and until we win the super bowl we're not going to stop fighting for it and by that they have to look within look in the mirror really hard and say 36 points per game and 468 yards on defense is not going to cut it leslie frazier i'm sorry but we need a new voice in this defensive room there you go. That that graphic says it all right there. Yeah, Ken Dorsey, same thing. Now, I think they might give him the benefit of the doubt just because it was year one, Josh loves him, and this and that. But I think this team need, needs to shake up in some capacity, whether that's firing Dorsey, firing Frazier, maybe both of them, or if they're too reluctant to fire these guys due to the stats or the, the relationships that they built with them throughout the years, then at least bring someone in, at least bring in someone like a Frank Reich. Obviously, you know, I know Frank Reich is in Carolina, but, or maybe like you guys said, Lovey Smith, would he want to come here as a defensive assistant, just like an associate head coach, just like another voice. Like, like, like they have like that. They got Eric Washington and, and that's, that's his, (laughs) Nick Whittle. What a second. Every time that man's yo, name gets mentioned, yo. I get upset, man. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm just Jesus. Look, I ain't and I don't have nothing saying. personal against Eric. Eric, if you out here <laughs> watching, or if somebody know Eric is like, don't tell him I hate him. I don't. I just don't think you're good at your job, bro. Oh man, that's look, all. I'll say this, man, because look, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. Like, like in these, like these changes, man. Like, honestly, I don't think I don't think they're gonna do anything, bro. I think they're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna nitpick they're gonna they're gonna pick at the, the low-hanging fruit you know save themselves right leslie frazier you know ken dorsey make you got the gm already making excuses for him year one okay 
you know, and and they're gonna get guys like freaking safety coach makes no sense, you know. But then when you go like you get a guy like Eric Eric Washington, fam, he's a, it's too late, bro, because he's he's got the dual title, man. He's got the dual title. The guy's a defensive line coach slash the defensive assistant. You know what I'm saying? So, so I don't I don't I don't think Sean McDermott is gonna bring in somebody else to be the defensive assistant. Man, I, in my opinion, I think now look for me, you know. Frazier needs to go. I, th- I think they've had enough. T- I think they've had enough of Frazier, right? Even though when you when you look at Frazier, you, it's hard for you to look at Frazier and not see Sean McDermott sitting there in the corner too, because you know what I'm saying like like it's, it's every bit as his, his of, of it's every bit as his defense as it is Frazier's. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but you're not gonna get rid of McDermott. So the guy has to you know scapegoat has to be uh, Frazier. But then when you look at like Eric Washington, I think. I think if McDermott were to let go of Frazier, I think Eric Washington is gonna get promoted, fam. Like, that's, that's just what I think. He's 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 already been there. He's groomed. He's been with he's been he's been with McDermott. He's in with him in Carolina. He's got the dual title, man. He's he got the D line coach slash. You know, he's not just defensive assistant. He's senior defensive assistant. That's that's exactly how it is on the Bills website. Senior defensive assistant Eric Washington. They, this look, these guys, man, and, and and I hate to be like this, dog, but I have I have lost a lot of faith in their ability to really assess themselves. It's easy for them to look at the team, look at the players, you know what I'm saying, but to assess themselves, like Sean McDermott, hold the mirror up to himself, Leslie Frazier, hold the mirror up to himself, Ken Dorsey to himself. And have somebody who holds it up to everybody and be like, "Look, look, we, like we're not cutting it. This is not it. This is not it. I need, I need, and that should come from your head coach. He should say, you know what? Yeah, we got a good relationship. Yeah, we boys. But at the end of the day, this is a business. Frazier, you got to go, Dorsey. You know what I'm saying? I know this is your first year, but bro, like, like you can't cut it. I know Josh Allen wanted you, but at what point did did, did does, does the head coach be a head coach and be like, you know what, Josh? I realize this is what you wanted, but I'm looking out for this offense and this team. Okay." And just because it's what you want, it don't mean it's what's good for you and what's good for the team. Right now, he can't cut it. He's holding you back. He's holding the team back. So you got to go too, you know. And and they just have to have these conversations, man, and be willing to make these decisions. You know, sometimes moving backwards ain't a bad decision. You know what I'm saying? And people are like, like, what do you mean by, by moving backwards? I'm not talking about regressing. Sometimes staying the same and being stagnant and being complacent is going to get you backwards. But sometimes, you know, cutting, you know, it's like this. Like, I don't know how many botanists we got out here, but people understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just the basics, you know, about 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 uh, trimming the vine and, and how important it is to trim the vine because it helps you. It helps the vine grow and be stronger. Sometimes you need to cut some 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 excess off in order to, to, to grow. Sometimes, you know, what I'm saying like 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 Frazier, you look at Frazier and Dorsey, sometimes bro, it's just time to cut ties, man. It, it ain't personal. But, but you, you may look at it as, as, as you're moving backwards, but you move, it's the backwards forward. You're moving backwards. You're cutting rid of these guys so that way you can move forward and grow better as a team. Sometimes that's what it needs to do. But but there's so, so much loyalty at times, man, especially Sean McDermott. He's loyal to a fault, man. Loyal to a fault. I applaud him for being loyal, but when it's time to cut ties, it's like the man doesn't want to do it. What is it going to take for this guy to really have a gut check and be like, look, this time, and I don't think it's going to happen until – Brandon Beam feels some heat, you know what I'm saying, from, from, from the Bakulas, and then he comes in and he, and he shares that heat with Sean McDermott. I just don't have a whole lot of faith, man, that they're really going that, that, that they're going to do anything significantly different 
going and, into this uh, next season. Let me just add in here. And let me eat my cookie. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you time to eat your cookie. So I'm nowhere near wanting to fire McDermott. Do I think his seat got warmer after this? Yes. If it if the Bills put up another dud in the playoffs next year, is the seat going to be really warm? You better believe so. So that's why I think he needs to be proactive. And like I said, him and Bean need to be as aggressive this offseason as they were on offense this season and cut ties with someone, whether it's Dorsey or Frazier or both. But I think if McDermott wants to look out for his future, he needs to say, I need to get a new coordinator in here for the next, let's just say two years, right? Because I'm thinking that the Bills window is, okay, it's always going to be open with Josh Allen, but it's really open for the next two years while you have Von Miller under contract, Stephon Diggs while he's still under 30 years old, Micah Hyde's still here. We'll see what happens with Poyer. But the crooks of this team is here, right? Josh Allen's in his prime. So I'm saying this window is really open for two years. If I'm McDermott, I'm looking at that and saying it hasn't worked for the previous five or six years, maybe four years, because before that, you know, you can't really look at the tie rod years. So four years it hasn't worked in the playoffs. I need to be proactive here and go make a change if I want to think about my future with this team. Because like you said, he's kind of riding that seat right now saying, hey, I got Josh Allen. I'm good. And I, I'm sure he's not as cool as we're making him out to be. I'm sure he knows. He's not dumb. But if it were me, I would say, look, this might be my last shot to really get this right in terms of getting coordinators in here and whipping these guys into shape. So maybe we should do it now so we can see the rewards in two or three years. If not sooner, if not sooner. Go ahead, Zalas. Former defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, Vic Fangio. Who do we yep. know that used to play for the Denver Broncos? Oh, yeah, that's right. Vonda. The same guy that's trying to bring OBJ here. Can we please fire McDermott and go get Vic Fangio before he ends up in Miami? Hold on. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Fire, fire, fire McDermott or fire Frazier? I'm going to fire Frazier. Yeah, okay. Until, <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry. Yeah. But fire Frazier so we can – so we don't have to uh, – so 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 we don't so we don't lose him to Miami. Like this is crazy. The the graphic is there. It's thirty six points and four hundred yeah. plus yards in the playoffs. I don't care. You can show me DVOA and offensive and defensive rankings and all of these other stats. What do we look like in the playoffs? Now, granted, I'm not even mad that we lost. We didn't compete. And the fact that we didn't compete because we got out coached, out schemed, out everything. It's coaching. It's hundred percent coaching. It's coaching. And you know what's gonna happen. This is what I foresee happening. The Bills are gonna look at, at stats. 13 three record, right? They're gonna look at oh, we lost, you know, the three games by combined eight points. They're gonna look at at, at the game and be like, you know what, just chalk it up to, you know, um, Oh, we made some mistakes, lack of execution, whatever, you know, and they're going to go back to the drawing board. They're going to look at that defensive stats and look at how, you know, how, because I think even Brandon B may have said something like this, you know, about, about how good they've been, forgetting the fact that, that <laughs> about this graphic, about, about the playoffs, you know, looking at, at, at Ken Dorsey, first year, getting comfortable, first year, and they're going to let these coordinators 
who are hot right now in the market who could come in right now and immediately upgrade the coaching on this team, go to another team, and be better. And you're going to be stuck with the same guys going in next year thinking that because you got Josh Allen, that is everything is going to be all right. You cannot go into next year with Leslie Frazier again. I don't care what the regular season looks like. I'm glad you said this, Alice, because when when the playoffs, when you get into the playoffs, Leslie Frazier has proven to us what he's all about. And three playoff games, you saw the graphic. Do I need to pull it up again? You saw it. That's all that should matter. Forget the regular season. Show me. You're going to show me who you really are when the pressure's on in the biggest stage of your life. In the playoffs, Leslie Frazier in this defense has pooped the bed on coaching. Horrible. Horrible. Ken Dorsey, too young. I get it. It made sense at the time. But now after after assessing the first year, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And I put something up there, man. I, 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 thought, for, I thought for sure. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, look, we're we sitting here with the guy on our team right now, on, on our coaching staff. A guy by the name of Joe Brady sitting on our coaching staff. Young guy, right? Maybe, maybe some people don't know a whole lot about him, but maybe they have recency bias and they go back to Carolina and they're like, man, he got fired from Carolina after one year. Red, what are you talking about? The guy, you know, couldn't, couldn't cut it in Carolina. Matt Rule was terrible. Terrible coach. Terrible coach, right? Joe Brady is a passing guy. He knows offense, but let's go back a little bit further. Joe Brady back in, I think, 2017. I think 2017, either 2017 and 2018 or 18 and 19. Anyways, two years, he spent as an offensive assistant under Sean Payton, learning that offense, that passing game offense, that West Coast offense, learning that, okay? As a matter of fact, I think it's the same offense that we see uh, Zach Taylor running in Cincinnati, but I digress. Anyway, and then he took that offense to LSU in 2019, I think, as a passing game coordinator slash wide receiver coach in LSU and won a national championship. Granted, he had some serious weapons on, on, on at his helm, right? He had Jamar Chase. He had Justin Jefferson. He had Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, okay? That's, that's unfair in and of itself. But the, but the scheme was phenomenal, okay? Got a head, got, got a got an OC job in one year. Went to Matt, Matt Rule and the Panthers, and who, who's a terrible coach. Got fired. McDermott picked him up quick, fast, in a hurry as soon as he came available. But at the time, Ken Dorsey had already gotten promoted. So he's sitting down on our on our here he is sitting on our coaching staff as a quarterback coach. Okay. Meanwhile, you got this rookie first time coordinator, never coached a day in his life, called a game in, in his in a day in his life, looking like this. And you've got Joe Brady already interviewed for the Chargers OC job. Already interviewed for him. I'll tell you right now, if a guy like that, you want to look at innovation and a guy who can shake them things up and who could get who can get digs involved who can get other guys involved in this offense. Joe Brady, you may not have to look too far. You may can just go ahead and make the switch right now because if he's gone, forget it, because that guy's going to – if he, you put him in, in, in the Chargers offense with Herbert, Allen, Mike Williams, and that's not even including uh, Austin Eckler, that's a – look, that's a nightmare, man. You don't, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. And I and there, there is we saw we, you guys remember you guys saw that that uh we all saw that 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 image you know about about Stephon Diggs on the sideline right um in the game put his hands up looking at looking at Josh and talking who was who was sitting next to him 
Who said this is Josh? You had you had Joe Brady sitting there. But there's a there, there's a there's an image if you if you if you slow it down. Joe just, Josh Allen didn't look up at Diggs, but Joe Brady kind of looked up and he peeked and he smirked. He had a grin on his face. He had a grin. And it, and if you could caption it to me, it would look it looked like Joe Brady was like, Man, look, I feel you. If I was running this, you'd be you you'd be eating right now. We wouldn't have had this conversation. We wouldn't be you wouldn't be sitting here flailing your arms in disgust. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I think Joe Brady, you know what I'm saying, is a guy that that could that could coach circles around uh, a guy like Ken Dorsey, who has next to zero experience calling plays. Did you guys but see my uh, Twitter poll? I no, did. I you saw about, about the about the uh, about the coaching candidates, right? Oh yeah, because you retweeted them. Yeah. Uh huh. So while we're talking about it, I got 149 votes on this poll. And I said, Bills Mafia, who do you want to be the Bills offensive coordinator next season? Pull it up. Okay. You pulling it up on here? I'm, I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. I'm okay. trying to find it. You can go ahead and talk about it. I'm, I'll, I'll pull it up while you're talking. Okay. So Frank Reich was first at 59%. And obviously, that's the thing of the past now. Ken Dorsey was second, 23%. And I put Joe Brady on there. It's kind of like that dark horse. Mm-hmm. Only 9% of the people wanted him. And then yeah. 9% said other. So as of right now, again, it's a very small sample size, but people would rather have Dorsey as opposed to Brady. And yeah, th- there That's it is. Crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read the defensive one here real quick. This one's pretty interesting. 134 votes. Brian Flores led the way with 46%. Vic Fangio coming in second with 33%. Leslie Frazier only got 12% of the vote. And then 9% said other. So people are not too in favor of Dorsey and Frazier. And we posted something about that on our page at Buffalo Fanatics where Bean and McDermott are still getting, I, I can't remember how, how we caption it, but people are still in favor of Bean and McDermott. But the approval ratings of Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier were very, very low on our polls. I don't see how how um, and maybe it's just people don't really know a whole lot about it. I get I get Frank Reich. I'm an offense right, but how is Ken Dorsey over Joe Brady? What has Ken Dorsey shown? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that makes that gives you that much confidence over Joe Brady. Like I said, maybe it's, it's recency bias. Maybe it's not a whole lot about Joe Brady that people know about. But I'm telling you, this guy this, this guy already has more experience, way more experience than Ken Dorsey did going uh, coming in, right? Um, but I, I love Joe Brady, man. And 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 I tell you what. He must be doing something. People must know who about him because he's got, like I said, he's getting interviewed by the Chargers to be their OC. Meanwhile, we got this guy, Ken Dorsey, don't know how to freaking oh my gosh, man. Oh, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Again, I, I I don't know, guys. Like I I don't I don't know how much confidence I really have in in, in this coaching staff's ability to make the hard decisions. But let me leave. Let me leave it with this question to you guys as we as we as we uh, get ready to shut it down, man. We 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 are well over two hundred strong, man, and we've been in this thing for over two hours, two hours and forty five minutes, man. I told you this is gonna be a long one, but we had a whole lot to get off our chest. Silas, wake up, man. Wake up, baby. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yo, Silas. Okay, let me let me ask you this question. As we end as as we end the show, around the horn. How can the Bills get over the hump? One statement. What is it that the Bills need to do to get over the hump? Kev, I'm going to start with you. Well, let's just assume 
that they don't make a change at coordinator because as of right now, they're running it back. You know, maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and someone will be fired or maybe they're just going to continue to scapegoat some more assistance. So let's just say they go into the season. Sean McDermott's a head coach. Ken Dorsey's the offensive coordinator and Leslie Frazier's defensive coordinator. So offense, they have to use the short to intermediate passing game. That will come back to kill them. As we saw this year, everything does not have to be a deep shot. They need to get way more conservative on offense and more aggressive on defense. We can't continue to have this soft zone coverage. And again, I know they play nickel defense, but maybe you want to play some four, three, you know, this is another conversation probably mm. for a different day, but mm. Bill's had six linebackers this year. I mean, after they drafted Bernard and Specter, they had six <sighs> linebackers because they only played two of them. I mean, that's clogging roster spots right there. We didn't even mention Isaiah Hodgins tonight who could have been a factor on this team. Maybe we did. We've talked so much about it. I'm not sure. So I guess, you know, going to the offseason and free agency, Bean better have the offseason of his life. And for as much as we love big baller Bean, his seat is getting a little bit warm. And Hmm. I don't mean that in terms of like, oh, he could get fired. It's just for the first time in a long time, probably since he traded away Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby, people are really starting to question Brandon Bean. And another thing that I was going to say earlier was that if the Bills were winning, we wouldn't be questioning his draft picks, right? Over the last few days, I've seen a ton of people saying, oh, Brandon Bean can't draft. He can't draft. But if they would have won on Sunday, we wouldn't be having these conversations. So I don't want to get on Bean too much because I think he's done a great job. That being said, he needs to address the offense this year. We need a wide receiver if not two or three, and we need to beef up the offensive line. I put a tweet out there earlier about the PFF grades for the Bills' offensive line. Hard. The only one above a 73 was Deion Dawkins. No one else. Spencer Brown, 54 point, 51.4. And speaking of Spencer I, Brown. He's one of the worst in the NFL. Worse. Awful. Ter- terrible. But here you have your GM making excuses for him. He made an excuse for him in, in, that conf- in, that, in that press conference. Now, maybe he's just blowing smoke. But he was like, yo, man, you got to look at Spencer Brown. And he came from northern Iowa. And he, the competition, this and that. And then he got injured, back injury this year. So he didn't really get a chance to get fully healthy and blah, blah, blah. He didn't have his full offseason. But northern Iowa. If that's your excuse, then why did you draft the man in the third round? Why are you draft him then? If you make it, if, if he, if, if, you know, what, what, three, three years in? Is this third year or is this second year? Third year? Second year. That's second year. Second. And he still hasn't developed. And you're using an excuse because he came from Northern Iowa. Why did he draft the guy in the first place? Why not get somebody who was more ready than him? Not to mention Roger Saffold, 43.7. No, he's, he's got awful, man. He was brutal. He was brutal. And I thought Saffold was going to be good for the run game. Run game. And it's we don't the, run and, the ball. And we don't run. We don't run the ball. That's a, we don't even run. When you when you look at the O line, as bad as they are, bro, like like what kind of O line are they? They're athletic for the most part. Athletic guys who who excel in space. You get you, man. You get Mitch Morse pulling pin and pull. You get that guy Lee blocking dominant. You get you get Deion Dawkins in space. Let him run dominant. Spencer Brown as bad as he's been. You get that guy moving very good. Ryan Bates in space very good. And sometimes even even Saffold. But, but man, look, look, we don't even do that. We want to run. 
we want to act like we got a powerhouse offensive line. And we want to, you know, I, I, Mitch Morris made a comment. Um, I, I can't remember when it was, but it, it, but it was in reference to like the, the O-line, the scheme and the run game and stuff like that. He said, yo, you know, over the course of, of this career here, they, they've, they've had uh, multiple different run schemes every year from, from a, a wide zone to, I mean, he said pin and pull initially to wide zone to the zone read. But like, bro, like, 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 what is that? Like, what kind of identity are you on offense to be trying to figure things out every single year? You're switching it up, switch, switching it up. And, and it's not matching the, like what matches them is this pin and pull. But anyway, anyway, man, like they're not, they're not even, they're not even catering to the strength of the offensive line in the first place. So at this point, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's like, again, it's coaching, dude. Like, like when you, Silas, man, you know, we talked about it before. We talked about the run game, man. You get these guys in space. What happens? It works. I mean, it, it, and it works so well. It works so well. Cause you have guys, you drafted guys to run the football that way. You drafted to be able to run the football outside the tackle. You got guys that can make you miss in a phone booth, very shifty and hard to bring down. Devin Singletary, very shifty, very strong, very difficult to bring down an open space. Same thing with James Cook. You got you draft all of these guys with these high rash scores. Ryan Bates has a rash score of like over nine. Same uh, as Spencer Brown had was was Spencer like Brown's nice. a perfect ten. Perfect. Spencer Brown's a perfect ten rise score. And we don't and we don't we're not catering to that. We're not catering I, to I, athleticism. I, I, and and that's my point of why we cannot afford to keep these coordinators. We can't because we know they've had an entire season to see the problems and adjust. And these problems are not new, even if they won. We would still be talking about how bad of a draft pick AJ Epinesa was when J.K. Dobbins was right Horrible. there. Yes, we, we, we'd still be talking about how bad of a draft pick uh, Terrell Bernard was when Dylan Parnham was sitting right there. We'd still be talking about how it doesn't make sense that you brought Aaron Cromer in here and the and the guys on the old line have 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 regressed. And you're not even running the ball. We'd like, still like, be talking like about. We'd still be talking about how Gabe Davis underperformed. Whether they won or lost, it would still be the same problem. Somebody brought up Tim Settle. I don't even remember the last time I remember Tim Settle making a play. It was the it was the it was the preseason against Indianapolis when yeah, he threw it. when he threw Quentin yeah. Nelson out Quentin the Nelson way like like, like like he was a like he was a, a hundred and forty pound kid. He just tossed him out the way. Yep. I haven't seen that guy make a play since. What do we have him for? But Eric Washington is your is your D line coach slash senior defensive assistant. Bro. You guys want to know? <laughs> like his his name is yeah, like ahead, what ahead, Zach Kat. Moss used to be. Oh. Don't so even... Tim settled this year. Fifteen games played. He had nineteen total tackles, one sack. And settles a good player, man. He's a good player. I like Settle, dude. It's 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 the, the, the coaching, man. It's coaching, dude. Like like, come on, fam. Like, uh, now, granted, do we need to add some more personnel, some more players? Like like, do do I think we need to get beefier on the interior of the defensive line? Yes, absolutely. But but look, if you're not gonna if you're not coaching them up, it's like, yo, why am I, why am I gonna hand you these? You know what I'm saying? Like the keys to the Ferrari, and and I can't trust you with a Pinto, fam. Like like, you can't even take care of that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't get it, bro. Like, like so at, at this point, to me, it's like it doesn't even matter. Like, what, who, who, who? I don't even want to talk about the type of players and who and and draft picks. I don't want to talk about none of that stuff until you show me the coaches. Show me the coaches who's going to coach these guys up first. You know what I'm saying? But if, if it's the same bunch of guys that, that, that have been here, you know, the good old boys, you know what I'm saying, uh, under Sean McDermott, then then I'm telling you right now, man, we, we, we're going to be having the same conversation. There, and- there's no way Eric Washington survives the Austin. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way, Eric. There's no way they can look at this team and say, yeah. Frazier Von Miller, Bashman, Von Miller says Von Miller said he don't want nobody to go. Nobody. He, he said, I don't want nobody Yo, to go. Coach I'm sorry. Never. Von Miller got to be quiet. Like, go cash a check, dog, and be quiet. These dudes got to go. They, they got to go, go man. man. Like, and somebody brought up, and, and Steve that was in here earlier brought up some stuff, some stats about uh, Vic Fangio and all of that. All right, I got I get you. Vic Fangio is allowed to play. 10 yards off the line of scrimmage because he has guys that are actually going to cover that ground and make tackles. Those, 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 the guys in the secondary in Denver, they all tackle very, very well. And he had the benefit of Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb on that defense for for the better part of this season. And then you got Patrick, and then you got Sutan too. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, you can play off, you can play off coverage when you got dominant pass rushes and guys on the outside that can click and close and tackle. You can do that. And it only got figured out because the offense didn't score. That's exactly why I got right. figured out. And when Bradley Chubb left, that's when they started to get exposed. Yep. But if you don't like him, fine. Get Lovey Smith in here. Lovey Smith has been a, is, is is an aggressive defensive line. Yep. Fine. I'm tired of watching Frazier sit back and just allow people to do whatever they want. A question Start, for you, Alice. Yep. Question. What's question is, as far as defense is, is concerned. So you know, you know, this is going to be tough for a defensive minded head coach like Sean McDermott. To go outside, right? Uh-huh. You know, do you do you think Sean McDermott is going to find somebody who runs a similar scheme, or do you think he do you, or do you think he'd be willing to to go out the box and find somebody who would run something that's completely different than he's used to, and be willing to let him do it, even if it's better? I don't think there's anything wrong with the scheme. Mm-hmm. I think it's wrong. I think ten yards of cushion. That's the problem. Like it's the philosophy. The philosophy behind the scheme is wrong. The mm. nickel is fine. I don't care about. We could play nickel all day long because I think Taron Johnson is that good. I think that we have rangy enough linebackers in Milano and and Edmonds mm-hmm. to cover to cover a large amount of field in the middle in the middle a large amount of space in the middle of the field and make things very difficult. We need to get younger and more aggressive at safety. We need to get another. We need to get a younger guy to replace Poyer, that's going to come down and make short tackles in the box, and mm-hmm. still has enough speed to take that second half. Because I'm not worried about Micah Hyde. Yeah, he's got worried about him at all. He's going to do that. Well, you and know they're, they're, putting, they're putting Christian Benford at safety. They're going to they're going to try to test that out. Yeah, man, that I think that's a bad move. But whatever. That that's that's <laughs> what they want to do. That's fine. I, I'm I'm good with it. If if you move Benford to safety. That's fine as long as you still draft the safety to replace Mike Hyde. Well, that that lets me know that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tender uh, Dane Jackson. They're gonna bring him back. If they, if they got if they got intentions on I'm moving Benford to to safety, you've got yeah. you got Kyrie Elam, and then you got Dane Jackson on, on RFA contract. They're gonna bring him back. Yeah, let's keep another four six corner. That that's perfect. Four six five eleven, perfect. What's, what 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 could be wrong with that when we're going up against Jamar Chase at six two and and T Higgins at six five? Yeah, that's perfect. 
That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like we we gotta we gotta change the personnel. If you're we gonna to. run a nickel, you're gonna have a light box. You gotta get your version of Quinnen Williams in the middle. You gotta get another speed edge guy off the edge because Von Miller is thirty is gonna be like thirty four. Like he's, and he's old. not coming back until like the, like late. Th- that's what I'm saying. Either. He's old. You gotta get another speed guy to te- to learn. You gotta get another speed guy to come in and take it, it that's gonna eventually take over. Yeah. And you gotta get faster and bigger on the at the outside corner position. Yeah. There yeah. are guys that are big, there are guys that are six foot plus, six feet, and they run very fast. Please go get those guys. Silas, do you know but what? what oh go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. How much do you want to add to the defense when I think the offense needs to be a priority and the Bills don't have a lot of cap? Um, I think I, I, I well, I mean, Kev, we could talk about this in a space later, but it's, it's a long, it's, 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 it's a drawn out, it's a drawn out explanation. But, but the short version, the Cliff Nose version of it is trade guys that are not playing well, that trade guys that have potential to be better Too and they're not playing well yeah. in this system, get them out of here. And get the and, and get more picks. And I would even be I would even be open to trading out of the first round. Yeah. And so in, back in, general, yep. in general, this offseason, do you want to see the Bills address offense or defense more? I want them to I want them to go after a lot of offense. I want I want three new receivers. Three. And one of them is Paris Campbell from the Indianapolis Colts. I want three new receivers, two rookies, uh, Paris Campbell, Shakir, and um, and uh, Stephon Diggs. Yep. Then and you sprinkle it. Gabe in, and then, and then he, you know, he'll be he'll be all right as, as, as a three as a three or four. I ain't sprinkling Gabe in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we could turn Gabe into <laughs> if we could turn Gabe into a day two pick. Oh, I would love that. I'll be all for it. I really would. After after this, man, I'd be. I, did you know, I, I can't. I can't defend a fifty percent catch rate. I, I just can't do it. And a guy who, who who can't really run routes, I can't defend that much longer. Dude, Ed um, Oliver's gonna make ten and a half million dollars. It can go. Trade trade him now. You get what I'm saying? Get rid of him now. And we. I mean, you were talking about getting speed speed on uh, uh, on the edge at cornerback. Corner and there defensive end. There was a guy. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know if you know him. I don't know if you heard about him. There's a guy that came out of what, like San, somewhere in San Antonio. Uh, pretty big. I mean, you know, because you, you know, like, like Brandon Bean, he loves these these traitsy guys, right? When you look at Tremaine Edmonds, these big, long, rangy, athletic guys. And then you got Greg Rousseau, big, long, rangy, athletic guy. Josh Allen, big, run. You know, this this year we were pounding the table for a cornerback. We needed the cornerback, too, for Trey White. You know what I'm saying? Sean McDermott said we need to add speed on both sides of the ball. Here come the draft. There's this guy out of San Antonio, man. Big, long, rangy, fast, six foot three, six foot four, two fifteen, sub four, three forty guy burning. Tariq Woolen. We passed him. Didn't even, fifth, didn't even round fifth round draft pick. We looked at that guy and be like, yeah, no, nah, he's not, he's not, he's not a fit. <laughs> what what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? And meanwhile, this guy, what, what, what like the the year he had, Sal's. You, you know, you know some of the numbers that, that this guy put up this year. Uh, I think he was the third highest rated uh, rookie defensive back in 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 the NFL. 
right behind Sauce and Kate Cole out of Miami. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, he had a good year. Yeah, he was all right, huh? Not not yeah. bad. Yeah, not bad. Good, not, yeah. not bad for a rookie. Got time on the field, rookie from UTSA, small school. Must not in the big school. It's a small school. The guy ran out of the gym. Sub four three six four two fifteen. Big strong corner. You in a you 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 you're in a division against Tyreek Hill, for one of the fastest guys in the NFL. You need speed. This guy is a Tyreek Hill eraser. Eraser. He may not be as quick and shifty, but that gummit six four two fifteen long arms sub four three. Tyreek ain't getting by. There's a lot of ground. Tyreek Tyreek ain't getting by that fam. And we just let that guy go. Red. Not only that, not only that, but like he he was a former wide receiver. So if anybody oh knows how Ball to cover yes. a wide receiver, and where right. have we seen that work at before? Uh, did, did I don't Dallas? know. Trayvon Diggs? Yeah. yeah. So, some like some that, kid right? named Diggs. Some Diggs, right? Yeah. Brother. Yeah, Diggs Diggs. Diggs. yeah. Yeah. Bro, like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Meanwhile, we draft Kyrie Elam. No shade to Kyrie Elam. We draft him out of Florida press man cover guy, right? He's fast. And, 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 play him. And we don't even play him. Bro, I'm telling you, I am ready <laughs> to be at one Bills drive with the pitchforks, tar and feather. If Eric Washington makes it out of this offseason, I'm telling you, something has to burn. A car. A, a crate, <laughs> something has to go on fire. A table, yeah. Something. Maybe you go, go throw some tables at one but drive and set them on fire, <laughs> set them ablaze, man. Set them ablaze, yo. I got, I got to end it, man. We, we've been three hours at it, man. I told y'all we'd be in here for a long time, man. And and we got a lot to go get for another three hours, too. We really could, we really could, but I got we got to shut it down, man. We got to shut it down. And so, uh, with that being said, I'm, I'm gonna go around the horn, man. If anybody has any, any, any final words, man, lasting, uh, last remarks. Um, you guys can go ahead and say that. Kevin, man, you got anything to say as we uh, get ready to head on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I already answered this, but it led to many different roads. So let me, let me just condense your last question. All right. For the Bills to get over the hump, here is what I think they have to do. First mm-hmm. of all, they need to shake up in the coaching staff, whether mm-hmm. that's firing Eric Washington for Whittle yeah, and for us, or firing Dorsey or mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier. That remains to be seen. That's the first step. Number two, uh-huh. Brandon Bean and his staff have to get more weapons and more protection for Josh Allen. We need to add to the offense. For the coaching, they need to put their players in the best positions possible and utilize the strengths of the players on their team. And we didn't really talk about this, but all the, the game management and the timeouts and the challenges that we've seen from McDermott over the years – and they kind of came to a head this year, too. And then whoever they bring in as offensive coordinator, whether it's Ken Dorsey or someone else, and defensive coordinator, whether it's Leslie Frazier or someone else, I want to see more balance here. For offense, they have to just take what the defense gives them. They can't go for the home run every single time. You're okay if you hit a single. You're allowed to hit a double. You're allowed to hit a triple. Those are great. Defense? I just need to see some more something. I mean, I mean, I need to see more in the playoffs because the regular season is fine and dandy, but step the step your game up in the playoffs. 
you know, we can't see the soft coverage anymore. So in a nutshell, that is what I think this team needs to do to get over the hump. I mean, there's a lot, but I think it starts from the top down. And I really don't want to see them go from the bottom up and fire these these assistants. I, I want them to seriously evaluate and be honest, like they say in their press conferences and say, Leslie Frazier, I'm sorry, but 107 points and 1,400 yards over our last three playoff losses is not going to cut it. Let me, let me help you out again, Kevin. Let me help you out. Yeah. Y'all look at that. Yeah. 107 points, 1,400 yards allowed. And three playoff losses. <laughs> Silas is doing the same thing. Yo, facepalm. Look, for me, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Tell, Silas, I, I can probably speak for you. You know what I'm saying? For the both of us. I don't want to see Ken Dorsey. And I don't want to see Leslie Frazier. No more. Get him out of here. Washington. Get him out of here. Eric Washington's going to go with him. You know what I'm saying? And Charmander, you better not pull a fast one. You better not. You, you better not try to try to promote Eric Washington. No. Clean house. I want a new OC, new DC, get rid of Eric Washington. You may could leave some of those position coaches, but bring in some guys who are seasoned vets, proven success. Proven success. Get these guys installed in the team right now because, look, your, your seat is going to be hot real quick. Real quick. Dorsey, got to go. I don't care that Josh likes you. Who cares? None of that matters <laughs> at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Frazier, hey, you've had, you've had a good run at it, man. Hey, you're not getting a head coaching job, especially after this performance. So you, you got to go, man. Enjoy retirement, whatever the case is. I, I don't know, man. Enjoy your enjoy. I, I don't know, but you got to go. You've had a good run. It's time to go. Eric Washington, don't, don't, don't even think about putting your name in a hat because you're going to. <laughs> That's it. Starts right there for me, and then we can then we can begin to talk about players and personnel and bringing all that. But right now, it's coaching because coaching has screwed us up for the past three years. You've seen it. Look at it again. Here it is. Look at that. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. And I wish I had a Ken Dorsey graphic, but he wasn't in here long enough. But he looked terrible. Absolute garbage. That's my that's my thing. Silas, if you if you got if you want if you want to add to that, you can. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, Bills Mafia, keep your head up. I I, I know that this was very uh I know this was very uh negative. Uh, but when you love something, you should love it enough to be able to criticize it and tell it the truth. Um, and we love the Buffalo Bills. So we're telling the Buffalo Bills the truth. Uh, keep your head up. We will be back next year. We still have the Winter Soldier. We still have Josh. We still have we still have Josh Allen. We still have Stephon Diggs. Von Miller will be back. Micah High will be back. Uh, they better re-sign Tremaine Edmonds. We're, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. But they got to but, – but there's some work to do in the offseason, so – Keep your head up. We'll be fine. We'll get past this. Go Bills. Yo, and and, and real quick, I've got, I've got something I want I want to add because I was talking about I was talking about uh ah oh, dang oh, man it got to be MP4. Uh, we're talking about graphics uh, for Ken Dorsey. I got I got something, and uh, I want to I want <laughs> this is so funny man. Where did I find this clip at man? Golly, somebody got to find it. Uh, here it is right here. Let me see. Did it pull up? Check this out. This, this, is, what I, <laughs> this is what Evan Harrington posted. <laughs> yeah, Pretty Evan much. That's, that's, that's the Bills office this year, man. Look, look, man, look at that creativity. 
I know that play on Madden, man. If you shift the, if you shift the <laughs> tight end over, man, I'm telling you, the slot guy is wide open to get zone coverage, man. I promise. Yo, yo, man, that's that's uh, crazy, man. Uh, uh, I need you guys to kind of commentate, man, and, and talk and talk about that play right there because there's actually a clip. I'm I'm trying to find it, so I want you guys I want you guys to talk about it. Rev, um, we run this in the red zone. <laughs> we run this from the two yard line. I'm telling you, that's the play they play. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man! Oh gosh! That's yo, what did, man. Yo, I, I would never forget first and first and goal from the two yard line in Miami. Yeah, and we lined up in shotgun and uh, didn't run the ball. I oh my god! I've got it! I've got it! I'm I'm, I'm gonna share my screen. Okay, I'm gonna share. This is so funny. All right, don't forget this play. Look at this play. Everybody who's in the chat, look at this play. You see that play right there? That Madden play. You see it? All right. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna keep that's it up. That's the there. whole playbook. That's, that's the playbook. That's the playbook. But not that's the playbook. <laughs> we laughing about it, right? Like that's that, that that like that's the Bills' offense. Yo, no, for real. Like, it's they for real about it. Check this out. Can y'all see my screen? Oh my god, look. bro! Oh look. my god! Look, look. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> They yeah, actually we actually ran that play. Yards. <laughs> they, they ran that play. Now they connected yeah, the game. Gabe was down there. They 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 got lucky and connected the game. But that's that's exact offense. That's exact same play. Exact. Look, there it is right there. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. <laughs> shout out to, to, to the guys. Oh from, God, shout out to the guys from Air Raid Hour, man. They put this out in the playoffs. This is what Ken Dorsey decided to do. I think he's played, but I think he goes to Madden. He's like, yo, let me take that. Let me take that. Let me take this. And this is the playbook right here. I'm freaking believable, man. Yo, we needed like eight yards on that play. Look at and that. he dialed up a play for third look, and 19. Look at that. And then and then you got you got you got Dawson running around here. And he's running, he runs routes like like keep on and when he runs, he's like looking at the quarterback the whole way. I don't I don't know what's up with that. But bro, like, like you want you want to blame Diggs and everybody? Bro, like, like what do you what do you expect him to do? They run in the, the, the plays that are called. This is it. This is it. And you say, oh, well, digs up top, and then you got the safety kind of kind of peeking. Well, fam, what are you look what else is it? What else is he gonna do with this play? This is it. And then Josh throws right into double coverage right here. Like this is this play is garbage, man. It worked. But 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 Rev, but let this me ain't, add this something. Ain't, this, ain't, this ain't what you need. Rev, let me add something to this. We're watching this play, and you see what that that pass had to be perfect. Perfect. Because you have a corner in trail position and the safety providing help in yep. each half over the yep. top. Like you see, it's covered too. You see that right here. Here he goes. Look at that. And he barely got it. Let's look at the other routes. You got, you got, you can hear his knocks. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. No, nothing. What about, what about the slot here? I think this is, uh, is that Cole? Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing there. <laughs> it did. You got digs at the top of the screen. He he gets open, but it's the same route, the same route as Gabe. And then you look at the bottom of the screen. You, you look at you look at uh, I don't know if it's motor. If this is uh, Cook coming out the backfield, like like what? That's that's the most basic vanilla crap I've ever seen. No motion, no nothing. And they, yes, yes, Kev, thank you for a freaking playoff game. This is the garbage that he did. And and and, and, and where's that, Kevin? How many people? How many people in, in your uh in your poll said that they wanted Ken Dorsey? Like 20-something percent? 23. 23%. 23%. 23%. 
You people are crazy. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way. Rev, did you see that one play? I thought that was a play when you pulled it up. I included it in my article, if you want to pull that up, where it was that third and two to Davis, and he had Dawson Knox open underneath, where if he would have let him perfectly, it would have been a nice catch and run. But instead, they forced it down the field to Davis. And again, that goes back to everything that we've said this year, mm. where, first of all, it's it's Dorsey's fault for calling that play in the first place, but then – yeah. Josh doesn't have to throw to Davis just because that's called, I mean, throw to the open guy, right? So he's yeah. got to recognize that Knox is going to be open if he leads him in the right spot. But it all starts from up top with Dorsey. Why are we running those post routes when it's third and two? Let me see if I can find it. I'm pulling it up right here. Oh, man, this is this is so mind-boggling. Again, <laughs> like 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 uh, like like Silas said, man, like, we don't mean to be negative, but th- like this is it. This is, We asked the question earlier, like who are the Buffalo Bills? Th- this is them. It's been masked by 13-3 record and Josh Allen going bananas and taking over the team. But but this is it. This is who they are. They got exposed. And we've been seeing we, – we, and we've been seeing this all year. They've just been able to find a way to win, and we overlooked the fact that they've been looking like this for half of the season. This is – Rev, while you, what, while what you you're seeing – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, I just want to say, while you're pulling this up, I don't want to get sidetracked if, you know, if you if you're – Did you get frozen? Can't froze. Go ahead, Silas. What were you saying? Yeah, what I was going to say is, like, the reason why we were in so many tight games this year is because of this type of stuff. Like, this is the offense. The defense has been good. But this is another big name. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hold on, Kev. Yeah, yeah. Kev, you you went out for a second, man, so so Silas came on in. Um, So I'm I'm, I'm, going to let Silas go ahead and finish finish his his thought, and then I'm going to go back to you, Kev. My point is, like, yes. Yes, we can hear you now. My my point is, we were thirteen and three with the number two scoring offense, number two in yards, and all that all that good stuff. With this type of play calling, imagine if we had a competent OC that schemed up things properly. Imagine how good this team could actually be. Imagine what what the record would be like. That thirteen wins, we were probably we probably would have won fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand people like getting getting nervous and scared about about getting rid of coaches like like uh, and then when they want to say, you know, oh, well, you can't have a like like you can't keep, you know, having a revolving door, you know, and year in and year out. Bro, like we ain't talking about that. Like like if a guy is not if he ain't cutting it, he just not cutting it. You know what I'm saying? And you've, you've got you got talent like this. All you need is somebody competent. And, and, and if 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 we were to and this is this is where it, go, it goes back to the whole like like desperation drought bills era fans you know what i'm saying it's like 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 you're so desperate to hold on to something because you're afraid that that you know you're not going to get anything as good as that look josh allen is the draw on this team he, just josh allen he's he, he's he is he is it he is the carrot josh allen is the draw There's not one coach on this team not one of them not one of them is 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 is, is more valuable than josh allen right now if you know what I'm saying, so if you got rid of a, a Ken Dorsey, you mean to tell me that you're not gonna have quality offensive coordinators, candidates banging down Brandon Bean's doors. Brandon Bean ain't gotta call nobody. These people are gonna be coming to him trying to get a chance and an opportunity to coach a guy like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and the rest of his offense. And you're scared of losing a guy like Ken Dorsey? 
you're scared of losing a defensive coordinator like like Leslie Frazier, and you got Tremaine Edmonds, you've got all these players. Come on, man. Like, what are you talking about here? Let let these guys go, and you and you see how many people come. How many people come knocking down the door trying to get a chance? Let's go. And that goes back to Sean McDermott, too. Coaching too comfortable. He don't really understand how 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 fortunate he is right now. And he better coach like his life depends on it and his career depends on it. I've got that play, Kevin. I got okay. that. I got that play pulled up. Yeah, let me. And let I me got the, screen, the stat that I was going to bring up, and I saw someone just brought it up in the comments. Uh, shout out to Terrence. He said, "Didn't we give Knox that bag this year?" Can, yeah, can you did. hear me or did I cut out? Okay, yeah, there we yeah go. no, you got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I put in my article. Do you guys know that there were 13 games this year where Knox had less than five receptions? 13 games. Mm. And he's paid like a top five tight end. And then on top of it, going back to my quick Morris point, he he was flashing during training camp, right? Like he beat out OJ Howard. He beat out Tommy Sweeney. Quentin Morris this, Quentin Morris that. Two tight tight end sets. Aaron Cromer, offensive line, protection for Josh. Where was Quentin Morris this year? Eight receptions. Reggie Gilliam, eight receptions. No rushing attempts. It's ridiculous, man. Here's here's that play. Let me see if it's going to. This is frustrating, dude. This is frustrating. This is like watching Ken Dorsey make adjustments to the game. It just doesn't happen. They don't want to play. Perfect. It just doesn't happen. You just spin around in circles. Yeah, you, you know, you want things to work, but it's just not working. Yeah, it, it, it won't work. I don't know, man. Let me go ahead and stop sharing my screen. And see, Ken Dorsey, this, this is it. This, this, is, this is Ken Dorsey and, and Leslie Frazier. Stuff just doesn't work. It doesn't work out. But, but yeah, man, I mean, like, like Knox felt like, like it's not his fault. The design of the offense. And then also, you know, he spends a lot of his time trying to help out trash Spencer Brown and chipping because he can't, he can't do his job by himself. So anyway, long story short, man. Look, look, the Bills, and let's try to let's try to end it on, on somewhat of a positive note, man. Uh, the Bills got a lot of work to do in the offseason. They gonna have a whole lot of work to do, but it, it starts with having these conversations, man, with with themselves about the direction of this team, and they can't be blinded and be intoxicated by records or by stats. Throw all that crap out the window. Look at when it matters the most. That's the stat you need to look at when it matters the most. Okay. Get you get, get your players involved. Get, get get their insight. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And let's be honest and real about our assessment. Not of just the players, but the coaches. The coaches. What is it going to take for us to get over the hump and actually finally get into the Super Bowl and be that team that we all believe that we can be? Some look. Some changes are going to have to be made. Not these little small scapegoat changes. You may have to make some big boy changes. Sean, I'm looking at you and be willing to do it for the sake of the betterment of this team. Will he do it? That's to be determined. Okay. But from now, man, from now, we'll just see. We shall just see. Shout out to everybody, man, who's been with us. Yo, this has been a long show, man. Over three and a half hours. Three and a half hours long, man. Um, But you guys have been still. We got over 200 still in here. So that lets me know that you guys, you know, are right there with us. You're feeling what we're talking about. Um, this is something that's been on your chest and on your heart as well. And uh, we couldn't do this without you. So shout out to you all, man. Smash that like on your way out the door. Hit the subscribe button if you have not already done so. Silas, real quick, man, as we go out, man, let everybody know where they can find you, what you're doing. Hey, man, you can check me out on Twitter, uh, at Whittle2K. 
uh, during the off season. Um, I'm going to be putting together some uh, draft stuff. I'm going to be going over uh, different position groups and, um, you know, highlighting certain players that uh, the team should be looking at. So if you want to follow that, you want to join in the conversations, we do Twitter spaces. Um, We do Twitter spaces like every day, but if you want to come in and join and listen or or join in the conversations, definitely can. It's at Whittle2K. It's it's right there on the screen. So uh, check me out and go Bills. Go Bills. Kev? That's my Twitter handle right there, at KSyracuse5. And like I said, when I came on, this stuff is therapeutic for me. So you will be seeing a lot more of me. I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but Rev, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. I might be coming on some more of these shows in the future. Definitely going to go hard with the roster build, free agency, the draft. Um, like I said in my post today, like the season may be over, but we're, we're just getting started with the content here at BF. So be on the lookout for that. And, um, you know, I, I want to end on something positive here because I think – If you're a true Buffalo fan, we can all get behind this team. The Sabres are a wagon. The Sabres are hot. And I'm going to fill the rest of my time when I'm not doing scouting and stats and research on the Bills by going hard with the Sabres because last I saw, they were three points out of the playoffs. They won tonight, so they might have even closed that gap. But it's not so dark in Buffalo as we think. (laughs) I hear you, man. I hear you. Richard Forbes says, yo, thanks for the therapy. Uh, no doubt, Richard. That's, that's what we're here for, man. That's what we wanted to provide today, man. We, we had to have a, a lot of hard conversations, man, but I think it's, it's, it's beneficial. It helps us kind of get over it. And uh, even for myself, man, getting you know having this conversation with, with Whittle and, and Kev and, and the rest of you and everybody who joined, even with Steve and, and Ransom, you're like, that, like this, this helped me kind of get over this, this loss. Um, there's still a whole lot left to be done, right, in the offseason. I'm still not ready for it, but um, it is what it is, man. Um, I got a lot of I – got, I, got, I got hope and aspirations for this team. I think they can do it. It's just a matter of are they willing to do whatever it takes to get over the hump? And you got to be willing to do it. If it means cutting ties with some of your good buddies, then so be it. But we can't waste Josh Allen's prime because, you know, you're too loyal to your coaches. You just you can't do it. You can't do it because he's a generational talent, and uh, those guys don't grow on trees. So they better make some decisions right now real quick uh, and try to capitalize on this window while it's barely open right now. Because you can look at the East, I'll tell you right now, next year, man, it's going to be a little tighter than we thought. It really is. So uh, we'll check them out, man. We're going to be here. We ain't going nowhere. We're not jumping out the window. We're just being real and being being, being hard uh, and being very critical. But we still love the Bills with everything within us. Uh, but that's it, man. That's all I got for you guys. So stick with us. Be here with us uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh going to be here. Yeah, off season long it's gonna be a long off season but we're gonna be bringing you a whole lot of content follow my man silas widow at widow 2k follow my man kev syracuse at k syracuse 5 follow me at rated rev baby and as always you already know what time it is baby grace and peace god bless and go bills see you next time